that a machine gun? <laughs> Gatling gun. What? <laughs> yeah, I just got back from SHOT Show. Wow, well, you were having fun at SHOT Show. You almost died. <laughs> Your man, Lightning over here, was uh, was almost dying. Hey, uh, sorry everybody, we didn't have a podcast last week because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Lightning started a super spreader event, and mm-hmm. then he was the one who got it. And I spent all night within three feet of him the entire night, and and my whole family got it uh, from my daughter being exposed to preschool. Uh-huh. So I had it coming from both ends. I had Lightning breathing on me all night at his wife's uh, birthday party. Well, you're assuming that I was the spreader, which I, I don't think I was. No, but you got it. So that means you had it. I don't. But at what point did I get it? We don't know. So my wife had a birthday party at a, at a small venue, and it was loud, and so we were close to each other talking exactly what freaking Newsom didn't want us to do. We did. And, yeah, I don't listen to that guy. Oh, well, I'm just saying. What did I say on the microphone? You said that <laughs> something about the COVID party. I said, welcome to the super spreader event right. of 2022. And that's why karma came and kicked you it right in the nards. Kicked me in the nards so hard. And so I was down. I was down for a few days. And So uh, I come home yep. and my wife's like, uh, little one. Got it from preschool. Zero symptoms, 400% extra energy. And then I watched my 14-year-old go down like a domino, and then my wife go like a domino. And I tested you know, three times, all negative, surrounded by sick COVID people in my house. Lightning calls me, hey, I think I'm going to die. I've got COVID. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> my entire house has it too. He's like, come on, man. Did you get it too? I'm like, nope. You know what it is? It's all the preservatives. No, what it is is I travel so much. I've probably had some form of COVID 50 times already. And when your COVID came to try and infect me, uh-huh. I scoffed at it. <laughs> and like, and really? then my daughter, COVID went, I'll get you through your kids. And then COVID hit my house that way and I scoffed again. I I, I did sleep in my office for the last two weeks, though. I know. I, I talked to you in your office. I yep. could tell it was a different background. My, my home office, it was, yeah. It was quiet for once. Normally it's... Mm-hmm. Ah! Oh, dude, I, and I just upgraded my Apple TV in there like a week ago, so uh-huh. I have the new Apple TV with so, all the apps. So you, you, you're dude, trapped in a man cave. Dude, I have I have my you know my 35-inch TV. I've got my Apple TV. i got cable in there. That's where the Wi-Fi router is for the entire house, so I had super fast Wi-Fi. I had a, a bed that my wife claims is better than the bed we have, and it's only a queen because it's mm-hmm. what we used to sleep on before we got married, and it became the guest bedroom bed. And I'm like, this isn't this isn't bad. There's two lamps in there, so I don't even have to have the lights on. My, so no, wait, uh, even post COVID, have you moved in there full time? No, I'm still in there. Yeah, and my <laughs> my wife came and she's like, hey, oh, this this room's kind of nice with lamps. We need lamps in our room. Ex- I'm like, ex- get out, get out of here. Ex- except, no, hold on, take you, your COVID and go away. There's no way that's true. You're, and then I hexed her. There's your wife came in like mine because I mine has become my office, right? Uh-huh. That's where I'm at. Uh-huh. And my wife's like, smells like man in here. Oh, no, that's not what my <laughs> wife said, but my four-year-old ran in. She goes, hi, Dad. Ew! Ew! Smells like Popo! And literally yelled that running through the house. And my wife, who was probably rocking like 102-degree fever, chasing the four-year-old around, was like, what? She's like, that ass room smells like Popo! And I'm like, Abby, stop it. And it may have. I don't know. I think I went nose blind in there, and I didn't care. <laughs> I, and the room is like so. One of the wait, smaller... wait, that's a symptom of COVID, where you lose your sense no, 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 of smell. No, 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 no. I had my regular smell. I could still. I just couldn't smell that anymore because I'd be immersed <laughs> in it for so long. And the room is the smallest one in the house. It's like a twelve by ten or twelve by twelve. Uh-huh. And I have one window, and that window is like faces the breeze. So I have my ceiling fan. It got so hot in there from the heater. I had to close the heater vent and open the window. I had my blanket in. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I may never move out. I told my <laughs> wife, I'm like, Ricky and Lucy had it right. I thought all these years, like, how, why would they have separate beds? I'm like, 
this is amazing. Yeah. I, 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 I may never, and you don't ever have to worry about having kids again. Uh, me? No, just when you don't live in the same room. Oh, no, that's true. No, I don't have to because I got snipped. There's other, no, no kids in my life. The other night, this. she's like, uh, you, you coming back yet? I'm like, you negative yet? <laughs> <laughs> so my wife got the symptoms but tested three times and didn't end up having yeah, it. Yeah, but well, I told you the flurona was going around, so well, she may have just gotten the flu. We think she got that. Yeah, my kids, they don't have it. You so don't it test really weird. three times and then not have it. No, so she, I've tested three times and had it three times. Every time. Every time, which yeah. has sucked. And it's weird for you guys who've had it. I know a lot of our audience has. I was stunned how fast it went through me. So I got, I'm pretty sure I got it on a Saturday night. I felt it Monday. Oh, you for sure got it on a Saturday night. I watched it. You watched it happen. Oh, 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 so it was like you had a black light and you were Uh, watching it move through the air. Your buddy, Bald Anthony or whoever. Uh, Bald Brad. Bald bald Brad came by in a, it was a pajama party at a bar. Yes. And everybody was wearing pajamas. Your wife had pajama pants of your face on them. Wait, of my face? Was they were her were face. Were they her face? Yeah, because I was also wearing oh, her face Oh, you were wearing her yeah. face on your face. Yeah. Anyway, and then your buddy, Bald Brad, comes by in a like like pimp, white pimp jacket. No, 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 no. That was a, an actual mink coat. That was actually- There was a lot of champagne on a, that thing. A floor-length mink coat. Yeah, I wouldn't have worn a real mink coat. Anyway- That's what he does. He came by, he's like, lightning, and like spits flying everywhere, and it's like, spit in my eye. I'm like, God, I hope you don't have COVID, because that's it right there. Here's Brad. He bought it. He bought a new Porsche, but he can't- He doesn't drive it. He has his buddy drive it, because he drinks a lot. So he just has like a buddy that's a chauffeur. Yeah, and he shows up already three sheets to the wind. So I was stunned how fast it moved through me. So it's like, it went from a dry cough on Monday. I called to work Monday morning said, I'm going to go get a test. I don't want to infect anybody if I've got something. And then uh, by Tuesday night, it was in my head. By Wednesday morning, it was in my lungs. And I thought, and I remember Wednesday night watching a movie with the wife. She's six feet away on the couch on the edge. And I'm like, it's in my lungs. Like, I can see, you know, how fast it goes through you. It, it was kind of scary, actually. And um, luckily, by, by Friday... All the major symptoms had gone, the aches and pains and all that stuff, but it was in my head. I was nasally and feeling like crap, and it's still, you guys might still be able to hear a little bit of it. I'm normally nasally because I have a giant schnoz. So for the most part, it's it's gone, the little you lingering effects, but uh, yeah, so COVID blows, and uh, Omicron or uh, whatever whatever I got... Um, I would I would suggest don't get it, but everyone's going to get it, right? I mean, everyone, I think we've all determined- Everybody should every- get it, and then we can be done with this. The part that sucks is unlike- Unlike a cold, unlike a flu, it does linger. That's the part that scares me because, you know, remember where our friend Greg adept and he lost his sense of taste and smell. Well, and Kevin like, from the Kevin Bean Show got it like eight times already. Yeah, and he lost his, one of his senses. Um, common? Uh, senses, senses, <laughs> uh, common sense? Yeah. yeah. For uh, a month or so, and I didn't want to lose that. And so far, I mean, I can check as of today. Hold on, Dr. Pepper. Mm. Nope. Yeah, I've got taste. Good. So anyway. Because I'm in a little room with you. Yep. So Truck Show Podcast, I'm Lightning. He's Holman. I'm sick. He's fine. And um, we got a lot of show coming up. We're going to talk entrepreneurs. I think we have Paul and Katie Rupri from Auto Bio Tags. And they're entrepreneurs. And I think you guys are going to be interested if you've got I a found vehicle. them at SEMA in the launch pad. And uh, our friend Shag Arrington that you guys know from Iron Resurrection uh, hit me up. And he goes, dude. You got to check out my buddy's company, and he's repping for him. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Got to know Paul a little bit, talked to him a little bit. They sent me a tag, and I kind of immersed myself in their platform and went, okay, we got to have these guys on the podcast. This is really cool. 
Yeah, so I, I think you, if you've got a vehicle with a story, and whether it's whether it's a lifted truck, lower truck, ant- antique, brand new um, car, whatever it is, it, it, if it's got a story to tell, I think you're going to be interested in this product. Before we fully start the show, though, Holman, I'm going to change gears completely. Uh, and not talk about all the awesomeness that I saw at the SHOT Show? All right, well, we'll get to it later, uh, maybe the upcoming episode. I'm trying to arrange for us to have the guys who build the SWAT vehicle Bearcats, the armored police vehicles, yeah. met them at SHOT Show, and they want to come on the podcast. Oh, my God, Like yes. how they build them and all that kind of stuff. Oh, my God, yes. I think that would be awesome. Yes, absolutely. All right, but, so, but you got a weird text well, this is, that this you is, showed me. This is an email. So this is from my, my, my dad, Arthur Tushedz. Um, everything my dad writes on email is a reference to Monty Python somehow. Like everything is Monty It's only Python. a flesh wound? He says, I like this except the high miles. And that's all yeah, it is, and right? And it's a link. And then I click the link, Holman, and I'm going to have you explain what this link is. Now, my father, by the way, my father's the same guy that has a uh, English cars. Yep. He loves, he's got an MGB he just bought. He's got, he had a Mini Cooper with the British flag on the top. He has a... He uh, a real has, one, not the fake one that no, you had. No, no, a 65, a real one. It was an Austin Mini, actually. I'm sorry, take it back. Even more cred, a Morris Mini, oh, which you probably don't yeah, even know exists. I, I do. And then uh, and he's got a Mini Cooper van right now, which is, it's not even, it's so tiny, you, it's like a shoebox. But anyway, so then he sends me this link. Uh, modify. Oh, check that out. Oh, that's basically the uh, the exact truck. That we would have covered uh, in Truckin' Magazine in uh, 2000 or 99. It's a uh, 98 GMC Sierra 3500, so GMT 400, crew cab, dually, slammed in like 19.5s. What What the hell is my father sending? He goes, Uh, Can we call him? Yes. By the way, 159,000 miles. Oh, 454 truck, too. All right, come on. I am so. Stop talking. We're calling your dad. Okay. Dial my dad. Dial Lightning's dad. Watch him not pick up yeah. now. Old British car garage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, hey, Dad. Uh, it's it's me and, and Holman here. We're doing the show. And yeah. uh, your your son sent me a uh, email that you had sent him, and he was perplexed. And he said, you know, we've talked about my dad, and you know he likes old British stuff. And he sent me this link, and he says, I like it, but the mileage. And we looked at it, and we go, we need to call him immediately. And, and Lightning says... I don't know if he's kidding or not. Is this a joke? And he's got to be kidding. And I he said, has you, to be kidding. You should email him back and say, let's have you on the podcast to talk about it. And then you would say to your wife, this must be a joke. And then you guys would both not know if either one of you were serious. I see. Okay. <laughs> hey, I think it's a joke. Oh. <laughs> so white GMT I, I, 400 I crew cab duly slammed? What? That, that is a joke. It's, it's a joke, right? It's got to be a what joke. Was, Huh, what was the question? You sent me a link to a 1998 1998 454 dually crew cab and oh, lower the, dually. Oh, the, the, the Sierra, the Chevy Sierra. That one. And? Yes, correct. And you, what about it? Why did you why? I just thought it was a cool truck. Well, it is a cool truck. So, but, okay. And, and, and maybe you should buy it. Oh, I should oh, buy it. Oh, he wants you to buy it. Well, you said it as if you were interested in it. That's the way I oh, read well, it. Yes, I am. But oh. where would I put it? Where would I put the Where wouldn't you put cars? it? Well, on the street, like everything. <laughs> we can get you a car cover. <laughs> well, hold on, a Jimmy second. DeFrank. He'll hook you guys, up. This is my you know, mind yeah, is blown. I, I can't I wrap my head around car, this. I have five cars in a three-car garage. That sounds like my where house. Would I put, and none are in the garage. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm so perplexed, Dad. I've I've obviously nice. I'm, I was gonna say I've known you all my life, but that's obvious. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it's like I've never. You had one truck. You had a Datsun, a seventy-something Datsun. This thing's rad. It's and, got a tonneau no, on it. No, no. What was no, it? No, 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 no. You said I had a seventy-seven Datsun. No, I say seventy-something Datsun. No, it was not a Datsun. It was a Toyota Hilux. It was a nineteen seventy. Brand new Toyota Hilux when most other people had Datsuns. I liked the Toyota because it was more power. And that's the one that I took a picture of you at one year old in the driver's seat. In his diaper. Please tell me it was his diaper. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't poop on his seat, so I would assume he didn't. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about this truck really quick. 98 GMC. Uh, so it's a GMC. It's a Sierra. GM, it's got a uh, billet grill, so you can't see what it is because obviously that's the only change between them. 98 GMC Sierra 3500 Dually, modified by Radford Customs out of Santa Maria. And the current owners had the truck for four years. Notch frame, narrowed four-link rear end, a custom grill and headlights, hard tonneau, rear roll pan that houses a concealed hitch receiver so you can still tow, AccuAir E-Level four-corner air suspension. Oh, they're 22.5 Alcoas. Yes. Dang. Big rig stuff. Uh, with Ironman tires, 454 V8 with uh, AEM intake, right through the truck's original four-speed automatic. Four rear wheels. Oh, because Dually. Uh, inside the crew cab, equipment includes cloth bench seats for both rows, power mirrors, windows, and locks, air conditioning, Pioneer head unit navigation finished in white over gray fabric. This Pro Mod build is available and now uh, now and comes with the owner's manual, clean Carfax, and a clear title. I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm going, I'd totally rock that. That's a great looking truck. However, if you notice my comments, it's not a bad price, but it's got 197,000 miles. Eh. <laughs> so you'd you'd probably need a crate engine. You could put a, a, a Corvette engine or some such thing. But yeah, now you're miles. talking. Yeah, but it has a 454, so I would grab the uh, the later 8.1 big block. That would be the right engine for that. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Okay. Hey, before we stop, I, I don't remember. I don't. I'm not at the computer right now, so I don't remember the price. What they were asking. It's around twenty eight thousand right now. Twenty eight grand. Yeah. Probably not bad for what whatever all the stuff they've done to it's it. It's clean. I think you should buy it and then. Talk. But it's, but remember, I think I believe that's an auction. I think they saw an auction site, so you know the price could go from twenty eight to fifty eight. Yeah, easily. Autohunter.com. Now, but I it was don't. Auto Hunter, yeah, yeah right. I can't wrap my head around the fact that you're interested in a in a dually. Like it just, I don't even. This is no, not. No, 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 you you don't you don't understand. I look at bringatrailer.com, autohunter.com, Haggerty. Uh, all the all the auction sites and just interest. See what kind of British cars I can see, and of course they have trucks. They have everything on there, and I spotted that one. So oh, that's kind of neat. And I read it, and I think, well, I'll send it to you. I wouldn't mind having it, but I'm not about to buy it. You know, I, I, I can't. No, I can't buy another one. There's you know no room. I, I refuse to put a really nice, old or new or whatever great car outside. So I have, you know, four cars in the three-car garage and mine, the, the Beamer, outside when I have no choice. I mean, five cars in a three-car garage. Just, you know, get four in and one out. I mean, just so, get a new house with a bigger garage <laughs> seems to be the answer. No, they have a pretty pimp yeah, house yeah, yeah, uh, right, that overlooks okay. the ocean. Yeah. I would, I'm looking around. I would. I mean, I'm not really looking, but I wouldn't mind a house with a six, seven, eight, nine yeah. car garage. But it's pretty. You can't find it in San Clemente at the beach. Well, and you know for sure your son with his one car garage is going to start parking all this crap <laughs> over there if you do that. So you, you need to you need to fend yeah, that well, off immediately. 
Well, he needs to buy a house with a six-car garage. That's what I told him. Yeah, I do. So, I do. So instead, he's like, I'm going to take out all the grass in my uh, my front of my house, and I'm going to have a 400-foot-wide <laughs> driveway, and nah. I have an apron on there. And- it's it's three wide. It looks funny because it's a three-wide you know, uh, parking spot in front of a single-car garage. Well, but- and it's not even like a real single-car garage. It's like an old one, so like your shoulders touch on both sides when you walk through the door. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. All right, well, Dad, I, we just wanted to check in because- it was so weird that you sent me a, v- a a truck like this that is so out of your character. So you wanted to why- make sure you were okay. <laughs> well, I'm not, but that's beside the point. No, that, <laughs> no. Like I said, I look at this stuff all the time. They send me emails. I look at Auto Hunter, uh, Bring a Trail, all of that stuff, and I just look through. I've seen. I looked up today. I looked up a, a 19. See what was available for sale. A 1955 Pontiac Star Chief convertible, which is what I why, had in college. Why wouldn't you? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Listen, I but, think you know, we need I'm to have always, a. I'm always. I'm always looking at, you know, British cars. Um, we need to have a segment would... where your dad picks out one cool truck from an auction site that he found during the past week. Oh, yeah. All right. Dad's Corner. Yeah, I something said, like that. If Jay doesn't remember, but about a month or two ago, I sent him another link for another truck. It was just a newer truck, and he poo-pooed it. So, okay, oh, fine. So it's not just me <laughs> no, who says I, things to him. And... I, I shut everyone down. <laughs> All right, well, Dad, all right, I will, uh, this is interesting. So I, I learned something about, you know, it's weird when you learn something about your parents, you know? Like, yeah, like when you go through his underwear drawer and you see what kind of no, magazines he has? No, no, no. What was weird, the, the, and, and, the and, biggest one I had was when I watched my parents, who I had no idea who could dance. I mean, I knew that my dad, like, could do the swing back in the 50s and my mom, but they're over that era, right? But, like, at my wedding... Uh-huh. They had a crowd around them, like as if they were like doing popping and locking or something. You know what I mean? They had a crowd around them as they were doing swing dancing, and I it was my mouth agape. I'm like, th- my parents hey, lighting? dance. Lightning. Your dad also apparently has good taste in trucks. You should probably get to know your dad a little bit more <laughs> in your in your older years. Lightning. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> that's funny. That that's funny that he remembers us dancing in his wedding. That's but he doesn't remember an email you ago. sent him last week. No. <laughs> but see, that was what last week. Oh no, that was 19. 19- <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> exactly. All right, Dad. We'll talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for uh, putting up okay. with us. All right. Have fun, you guys. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> that was uh, interesting. Wow. All right. I did not see my dad as I get it now that he thought that I would be interested in it. But he did you hear him? Did he not yeah, he, say uh, that? like I feel like if uh, if an oak tree fell on two of the five cars, that truck would be in the driveway tomorrow. What in the freaking world? Yeah. Ah. All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> so so what else do we have on the? Oh, we have uh, some KOH uh, stuff later on in the yeah, show. Yeah, right? we need to talk. We're going to check in with uh, our old friend Clint, who is a longtime listener, first time caller, and right, uh, and Cynthia, who runs the volunteer program for Ultra Four. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get to them. We got to uh, thank Nissan. Uh, New Year, uh, Nissan is back in 2022. So thank you, Nissan, for uh, <laughs> as if they were going anywhere. No, they love us. Yeah, I think. No, I mean as a company, they're not going anywhere. No, no, no. I mean, I mean on their show. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're sticking with us. They, they're like, ah, pff, whatever, COVID. Hey. We got you, Lightning. By the way, I started to see a lot more Frontiers out there. I saw four or five last week. Well, I mean, the shipments are finally coming in. They've yeah. been making them, but they haven't been able to get them here. Now we're seeing them or, on the And roads. they've been selling like off the truck. Yeah. Like right away. So if you're in the market for a pickup truck, a midsize, a half ton, a half ton plus, head on down to your local Nissan dealer. We can check out the Frontier, the Nissan Titan, and the Nissan Titan XD. You'll Do you find- know how good that we sound over the Fender audio system in the Frontier? 
Uh, do they have voice changing on there? <laughs> no, we just we've got. I, I have bass in my voice. <laughs> well, yeah, the Fender but audio you also system. have it on ten on the uh, Fender audio system. Well, maybe. And of course, the uh, Titan Titan XD have the industry's best warranty, five year, one hundred thousand miles. Oh, I forgot to ask them about the fruitcake. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. You, you, still have, you still have time. Head on down to your local dealer or head over to NissanUSA.com where you can build and price your Nissan Frontier or Nissan Titan. Hey, Lightning, what would you expect uh, if you were upgrading your factory diff cover? I would want it to make my gear oil last longer, I would think. So you would go for one of those giant square back covers with a whole lot of extra fluid capacity? I would if I didn't do any research. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like we've all seen for 20 years on the road, right? Except for Banks created a set of viral videos back in 2018 about how the fluid actually interacts with those flat back covers and found out, uh-oh, we got a problem. <laughs> yeah, Houston, we have a problem. And so, yeah, we found out, the, the engineers found out, that the oil, when it makes its return visit to the back of the cover, it's getting, you know, it's getting going around like a paddle wheel, and it hits the flat cover, and it turn, gets turned into like cake batter. It gets aerated. And you know what's not good for lubrication? Air. Aerated oil. Air, exactly. Yeah, so all that turbulence goes into it, 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 it basically undoes the effect of the extra oil volume. So what Banks did is actually come up with an engineered solution that not only takes into account what your gears are doing inside the diff cover, but also how to cool your diff cover better. So Gail and the guys discovered that there's a dead air zone, basically low pressure right behind the diff cover, which means that there's no air rushing over the diff cover. So you spent all this money on the diff cover, and it's not cooling it any better because there's no air rushing over it. So, hmm... How do we get the air to rush over the cover? So the bank's engineered solution is a finned, higher-capacity diff cover that has added scoops on either side of the differential itself that help direct air through the fins and help cool. Compared to those other square-back diff covers, the bank's diff cover will cool five times better. Every Ram Air diff cover comes with an angled fill port with a magnetic plug, a sight glass, so you can just look right there with your own eyes to see with the color of the fluid, and a magnetic drain plug placed at the right position so you drain every last drop, a 1 8 NPT port for a temp sensor, and an O-ring seal so you're not screwing with that messy silicone. The Banks Ram Air rear diff covers are available for GM and Ram trucks with a 14-bolt AAM axle, 85 to current Ford Sterling axles, the 27 to current Dana M275 axle, and coming soon for 2019 plus Ram and 2020 GMs and the Dana 80. If you're looking for an awesome diff cover that actually works to keep that differential cool, head over to BanksPower.com. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. What the truck, cause truck rides with the truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Whoa, whoa. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Yeah, we are. Uh, episode 210? Yeah. <laughs> 210. Wow. Holy wild. mackerel. I feel good. No, I don't. I feel decent. But I feel good enough to do this show because we got a lot of good stuff. Should uh, we yeah. start with a guest? Do we want to call Clint and Cynthia first? Yes, we right. probably should. Let's do that right now. Okay. And then uh, we will get into uh, our friends at Auto Biotags. Okay. So you have the phone dial. You're going to have to do a little three-way call in action.
Sean Holman. And Lightning from Truck Show Podcast. And out and, hey. But mostly there's Sean yeah, Holman. There you go. <laughs> no, both of us. Both of us. What's How up, dare Clint? You? Hey, uh, Clint, hold on one sec. We are going to now try to bridge in Cynthia. So give us a second. I'm here. Oh, you're already there. Yeah, even what? better. Holy yeah. mackerel. What kind of magic is this? <laughs> uh, Making your life easy. Well, hold on, guys. We got a jingle for we you guys. Have, we, we have an intro, so don't move. Where is that? I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. That's about true. Beadlocks. You couldn't do this race without them, right? I mean, you could, but you'd probably be changing an awful lot of tires. That's true. So, That's definitely my new favorite jingle. So, uh, <laughs> Clint and Cynthia, you guys are both volunteers at the now famous... Ultra 4, Ultra King of the Hammers? King of the Hammers. Why, just based on King of the Hammers. Well, it's, it's the COVID still uh, still with me, lingering. You guys have- By the way, lingering COVID opening up at Coachella. Uh, no, they just got canceled they <laughs> because they Because they all got sick? <laughs> That's exactly right, yes. You guys have been volunteers for how long? So Cynthia has a different story than I do, so I'll let her tell hers first. Okay, yeah, please do. Like, yeah. So, uh, I don't know, 20 years ago, aerospace engineering student got into uh, welding, helped out some friends. Ended up helping a, um, a desert racing crew, and I became a co-driver for a Class 10 car. Fast forward, you know, marriage, divorce, getting back into off-roading. Four years ago, I get back into uh, volunteering, and just by helping out, um, I, they has asked me to step up last year to be the volunteer coordinator. And so this year, I am full-time with uh, Ultra 4 Racing for volunteer coordinating and much other stuff, like uh, helping with the uh, the the tracks and, and uh, the course uh, GPS files overlapping those layers. So it's been fun. Wow. So it's amazing. We've been watching this organization when it was just a group of friends going out to Johnson Valley, getting dirty, having fun. And it's turned into a real thing, like right in front of our eyes. Tell us about that experience before we get people interested in being a volunteer at King of the Hammers this year. Well, if you've never been, it is surreal. There's literally... 40, 60, probably upwards of 80,000 people out in the middle of nowhere in Mojave Desert, all interested in off-roading, big fans of off-road racing, just experiencing, you know, being out and about uh, wheeling on things that most cars should not be on. Um, and you're all there for the same reason. For people from all over the world, Germany, um, Spain coming out to race, um, all because you guys love off-roading. So if you've never been there you have to go at least once in your life, and you probably will end up coming every year after that. <laughs> it's a legitimate city in the sand. Yeah, it, it it is, it's it's you. It's so well, weird. Yeah, you head to looking. the lake bed, and yeah. all of a sudden, it's like w w something like a spaceship landed. Lots of spaceships. It's it's crazy. There's there's so much activity. Toy haulers, trailers, you vendors. You know what this is like, Holman? You what? know that in a, in the movies where it's Armageddon, and there's. It's like a, a post-apocalyptic civilization where everyone, all the cities got blown up and they went out to where it was safe. And it, it's it's all these like-minded people came out here and, and, and they dwell in the desert. And it's just, it's the craziest thing. When I saw it the first time, it was very similar to when I went to my first experience on a big weekend at Glamis. And I'm sure it's like this all over the country where you've got off-road parks, things like that. I remember coming over the ridge out of Brawley, and and as I came over the crest, I saw this long line. I think it was like um, 
Thanksgiving, maybe it was Halloween at, in Glamis. And I see this long line of what looked like RVs. And as I look, I squint my eyes. I look a little harder and I go, oh, that's all RVs. And I get to Gecko Road and I turn on Gecko Road and I drive for about 10, 10 miles and it's all RVs and campers. And I thought, first, I didn't know Winnebago made this many RVs and they're all <laughs> right here right now. And I could not wrap my head around it all weekend. And this was only one little corner of Glamis. And, and I felt the same way again when I went with Rory, our buddy. Rory uh, Connell. Yeah, Rory Connell. And I went out with him and stayed in his RV uh, at King of the Hammers. And we stayed up, like, we stood at, like, Chocolate Thunder or wherever the top of one of these hills, uh, these courses are. And I looked down at this sea of humanity and thought, this is so bizarre that all of these people got together. It's not 5,000 people. It's how many did you say? I think it's been upwards of 85,000. 85. The second largest venue uh, event in California, second to uh, Burning Man. And and you're absolutely right. I think people work on their rigs and really get ready just to parade their massive builds and huge sound systems uh, in, 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 and show off their rigs. Some of these vehicles are incredibly capable, but some of them are absolutely ridiculous, but they're fantastic <laughs> to look at. It does feel post-apocalyptic. You're living off the land. But what's great is we all take care of each other. You see somebody that, that's broken down, you stop and help them. Or, you know, somebody runs out of firewood, well, then they join the next camp and you just build a big fire, you know, bonfire. So the community is part of why people go and why people keep coming back and volunteering. We just take care of each other and we're all there for one great week. And Dave Cole, the founder of this event, I mean, he's really, over the years, built an amazing, for those two weeks, the infrastructure that they put in place. I mean, they literally trench uh, utility cables under the ground. They have street signs. It's, they have It's insane. You know, they have people that lay out this grid. They have, you know, waters come in. They have, it's, I mean, Wi-Fi. There's Wi-Fi. It's like the they got there. the Army Corps of Engineers out there to build a freaking city. Right? Well, you know, I, I, yeah. it's funny because I was, re- I, you know, you go online and, and there was a bunch of people who you know, like to go out to the desert, but they were bitching about, you know, King of the Hammers being there and taking over this huge swath of desert for a few weeks. And somebody reminded them, like, literally, for this one race, that one guy who started it was able to negotiate with the government to make sure that the rest of the year you could have that land and we could share with the uh, with the Marine Corps who goes out there to do their training, you know, for, uh, uh, what, a month, a year, something like that. Like, why are you complaining? Just, just because he doesn't know the backstory. Exactly, he exactly. doesn't know the backstory yeah. that that land was going to be shut down. Yeah. And, yeah, and KOH is one of the reasons it still exists today. So, whether you enjoy racing or not, or just the fact that you enjoy recreating out there, you owe a lot of that to KOH and helping to keep the lands open. So, it's it's not just a race that happens for a couple of weeks. It's actually a huge community of enthusiasts that help to preserve that public land for us to use the rest of the year. Absolutely. And uh, you also can get in, get great discounts for the vehicles that you want to recreate all year round. Um, And like you said, because of KOH, because of Dave, a lot of the lands have been opened up. I know they're changing the landscape for next year, which we're really all excited about for for those who know. And so, um, you know, if you are not willing to pay the $20, $50 at the gate, well, go buy a Lakers ticket for $150. That's one sporting event. Or enjoy a week of off-road racing all over. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. And and <laughs> go go support it. Pay at the gate. 
the desert's a big place. There's other places you can go during that time frame if you don't want to front the money. That money that you pay to get in there is what helps, uh, you know, allows this thing to keep going. Yeah, well, look, you're not paying for the desert to stand there. You're paying for the experience, right. all right? You can go at, you know, at Staples Center, wherever the hell they're calling it now. What's uh, 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 crypto, Cryptocurrency.com yeah, or whatever it's crypto. Some horrible. You can, uh, you can go stand there, Who can, but, it, but without- Would you rather go to the CryptoBarn.com or would you rather go <laughs> no, to Johnson Valley? But you know what I'm saying is like, it's just an arena until the Lakers play. Exactly. But, and when you go out, it's just Johnson Valley until this event happens. So when you go, you can't bitch and moan about paying money because it's the infrastructure. It's talking about, like I said, they trench lines. They've got audio everywhere. They've got lights, and it's a, it's an it's event an experience. It's, it's, it's super a, it, awesome. It's absolutely an experience. But what I love is they keep it real. It doesn't feel like Disneyland. It doesn't feel phony. It it, it is it is what it is. Like it's just an off roader's paradise. So, and you guys kind of hit on it too. I mean, nobody's getting rich off of this event. I mean, the, the BLM permitting. The law enforcement that has to be contracted. Uh, uh, the insurance. The, the counties. The insurance. I mean, there is the licensing and permitting alone, I'm sure is in the, in you know, well into seven figures. And it's it's a labor of love for Ultra yeah. 4 and for Dave Cole to put this thing on. Yeah, the army of staff that he employs just to make this happen, the infrastructure, the vendors that he, uh, you know, pumps business to, all of that is really contributing to the local economy and keeping Johnson Valley thriving um, at least, you know, at part of the year. Um, and not to mention, the cost of the ticket now includes really great concerts. We've got Pennywise, we've got Sublime. A lot of the opening acts are fantastic. Dang. Um, Hired, Gun, Hired Gun Trio is opening for the first Saturday for the Dueling Pianos of L.A. I mean, that's in and of itself completely worth the $50. It, so it's a, it's a fantastic week, even more so. Like you said, it just keeps getting better and better every do year. Do we get to mosh at uh, Broham when they do Broham? Absolutely. Yes. Come on out, yes, Jay. Okay, good. All right, yeah. so you, you talked about passion. You talked about the army of people that go out there, what it takes to put the event together. The reason we wanted to have you guys on the show is you guys are going to solicit and tell people how they can volunteer if they want to be a part of the event. Yeah, yeah and I think it's important to, to kind of lay the groundwork to this, too, and that is for anybody that's ever been out there, Ultra 4 has a, a very small staff. But when we're talking about over 200 miles of race course, I mean, it takes an army of people to be able to keep that course safe, to keep the crowds, you know, in check, to keep the racers going where they're supposed to go. I mean, this event literally could not happen without the hundreds of people that are willing to give their time and go out there and, and you know, enthusiasts that want to be a part of it and make it successful. There's no way that they could ever charge enough to pay all the people that it really takes to make this happen. So it is, it is really, you know, happens because of this army of people that are that, that go out and just give their time so how do we join the army so you can go um google search ultra four volunteers the first search term will pop up with the volunteer page um email me volunteers at ultra four racing.com or cynthia at ultra four racing.com or we have a fantastic facebook group going um with all, all the volunteers and then some who contribute ask questions how are you bringing you know, what what food are you packing to go on to the trail that's K-O-H, volunteers. You do that, you search that on Facebook, and you'll uh, meet a bunch of great people on there just uh, working together to have a great week. Do, so, you, do um, you find, Cynthia, that there are uh, guys and gals that, that, that are helping that maybe don't even own motorhomes, so they're like bunking up together or people collaborating to help each other make the Army even bigger? Yes. Actually, my first year, I knew no one out there. 
And uh, I reached out to the organizer. Are there anybody that's camping, you know, by themselves who want to camp together? And that was the first year of Ballville. Now we've got two volunteer camps who all camp together, take care of each other, um, bunk together. Um, I know a buddy of mine's driving all the way out from uh, Illinois. He's like, do you know anyone that has space? I'm like, dude, I've got space. I've known you for years. Come in, into my RV. So that's they team up and come out and stay together, too. One more time, give out that email address for people to uh, to hit you, Cynthia. Volunteers, that's plural. Uh, volunteers at ultra4racing.com. And what are the uh, dates for the race this year? Uh, the 29th starts the uh, Toyo Desert Challenge. Then we've got the UTVs on Thursday, the 3rd. EMC is the Every Man Challenge. These are the guys that, you know, garage builds, that build their Jeeps up, their local Jeep clubs, what have you, to to get into the Every Man Challenge. And then February 5th is the Race of Kings, the the big deals and, and the, the scariest <laughs> course on February 5th on Saturday. But um, this uh, upcoming Saturday, 29th and 30th, and then the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. But they've got events all year long. We've got uh, the shootout where uh, they'll try to get up the one of the hardest trails up as fast as possible. The 1100s and the short course, it's just chock full of events all week long. Yeah, there's concerts throughout the week. There's, there's virtually events or things going on pretty much from Saturday all the way to the following Saturday. I mean, you will not be bored. There's something to do constantly. The other thing I wanted to hit on too is you don't have to have some kind of special skills or some big off-road rig to come help and volunteer. I mean, there's Cynthia has opportunities for all different kinds of jobs. I mean, there's people that help check people in at the front gate. There's people that help at the starting line. There's people that do recovery out on the trails. There's people that go out and just help with crowd control. I mean, if you have a day or if you have the whole week, she can find something for you to do. And really there's, you know, there's no, you don't have to be an expert in anything. You don't have to have any previous experience. You know, she'll find a, a, a position for you that you'll be comfortable with, that you're qualified to help with. And, you know, just just tons of opportunity and, and a lot of places that you could come and be a part of it. Do you have a position open, Cynthia, by which um, someone can test all of the food in the VIP tent where the media hangs out? Because <laughs> I feel that I would be qualified to test. Because from what I recall, you had great chocolate chip cookies you know, two funny years is, ago. Is that is exactly what you were qualified for. That's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know me. Good to stay in your lane. Don't hand this maybe man a toe strap. <laughs> maybe not food, but maybe tequila tasting at the volunteer headquarters. Hell yeah! <laughs> Woo! I love this woman. But, uh, I love this woman. Hey, 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 Lighting, you yeah. actually have to put in some hours to I'm get in the happy. tequila. Oh, you're kidding yeah, me you all day? Hell yeah. <laughs> Consider it done. All right, well, I'm staying in a Clint's rig. <laughs> are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm volunteering <laughs> to, stay to stay in Clint's, Clint's rig. rig. Got exactly. it. Got yeah. it. Whatever that rig may be. Yes. Uh, it's going to be uh, the packed. Packed with me. Well, no, it's going to be that tall, skinny closet toward the back. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll, you'll sleep upright. There's a nice little white throne in there that you can uh, oh, sit on. It does yeah. not sound comfortable because the middle of the night when his son comes in. <laughs> that's and, awkward. Yeah, that's Lighting, awkward, don't yeah. make this awkward. Let's talk about uh, getting some volunteers for these guys. And uh, No, King of the Hammers is awesome. It's a great event. If you've never been out there before and you've got the opportunity to head to the lake bed, highly recommend it. And, again, remember uh, that this event and the people behind it that not only – are sharing their passion, but have kept helped to keep the lands open out there, and so you can recreate the rest of the year. Definitely an amazing experience for anybody. And my favorite is the Everyman Challenge, just because it's not these high-end race cars, right? It's it's stuff that you can identify with, and and it's just cool. But you know, the full 
Unlimited classes are awesome too. And do it quickly because that it's coming up. It's coming like, up. I mean, it's the end of this month, guys. Uh, so, end of this week when you hear this podcast. Oh dang! Make it real. So what? What's the deadline? I mean, are you taking people right up to the last minute? Because they're they're literally hearing this, going, "Oh, I can I can do this." Oh yeah, we take walk-ins, and so if people are on the fence and your friends are like, "Okay, fine, don't come with me. I'm going," they'll say, "Okay, I'm going." We'll take walk-ins because it's fantastic. Um, that's how I got a few people my first year to come back. I came back with great stories. And I'm like, okay, can we go this weekend? Sure. So walk-ins welcome. Beautiful. All right, Clint, Cynthia, thank you for uh, carving out time for us. And uh, we will uh, drum up some volunteers for you. Awesome. Sounds Thanks, great. guys. All, All right. right. Thanks for having me. See you on the lake, Dad. All right. Talk to you soon. See you in the camper. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right, Holman, how are you feeling about doing some truck news? Well, since you started sneezing in the studio, uh-huh. I'm going to do the show over here. No, they can't hear. Oh, I cut the part of me sneezing out because I thought that was kind of rude to sneeze into the mic. But Holman you, has you since moved hurt. over. The, what do you mean? Of course, I sneezed into my arm, which you're so supposed now to your do. your arm has Rona all over it. It does have Rona all over it, yeah. The 19, as I call it. So you're going to sit over there with the door open? Yeah. I don't, listen, you already tried to infect me for like six hours last Saturday. <laughs> so I'm going to let you do it again in the small studio. Now you're a freaking cockroach. You ain't going to die. I mean, you're the last one on earth, my friend. Everyone's everyone's got the Rona but Holman. Close the door and come on have, in here. A lot of people have Rona multiple times. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not asking for it, though. Close by, the door and come in here. To you. Just close the door. Well, just talk away from me, sir. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of Rona? Of Rona? Yeah. The world of Rona. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. You did not die of Rona last week. I, so I did hear that. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. And I did not. The Truck Show podcast is still around, unfortunately, for at least another year. Unfortunately. Fortunately. Oh, fortunately. For, right, that's what I meant. Fortunately, because you didn't die of the Rona. Yes. Super spreader. You got some uh, truck news for us? I got, no! <laughs> I got news about uh, about your exploits and trying to infect the population. Uh-huh. Can we move on to some truck news? Mm. Are you done sneezing over there? Yes. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Uh, Isuzu and Cummins announced battery electric truck collaboration. Say what? It's going to be the sexiest medium-duty box van you've ever seen. Hold on just a second. Wait, pause, time. This uh, is me doing the timeout with my two hands. Yeah. This is this is Cummins. This is Roland Cole Cummins no, of the uh, Heartland. No. This is... No. Still No. Do you remember when I went to come into the R&D lab like mm-hmm. two years ago? I know. And they I were know. showing us the EV and the clean stuff and all the, the I know. I'm just, I'm just that. saying that. But listen, uh, Cummins, the perception These, of Cummins is, by young men is like- This is the fruits of that labor. It's the heartland. It's it's tractor engine. It's, it's I fully deleted Cummins on the highway well, and I'm going to do what I want to do in America. Cool. America, you America. Can, it's you Cummins. Can, you can delete your ice engine and get a- box van with batteries. Isn't that crazy? All these guys with big C tattoos for Cummins. What is crazy about it? They're they're not that's electric like, that's, people. So that's like saying, look, Ford truck. And then you're like, oh my God, they make a Fiesta. I can't have this tattoo anymore. Companies have to diversify. Cummins is a great 
engineering talent, and they have a lot of different things going on. I want to talk to somebody with a big C they Cummins don't tattoo. They want to talk to you. And I want to hear if this person is offended that Cummins is teaming with oh, the people that made the Duramax is Zuzu. Oh, I want to hear those people defend their tattoo you, in the face of electrification at Cummins. are essentially creating drama that doesn't need to exist. <laughs> Lightning, did you hear? No. I did not. Uh... A glitch removed the cheapest Bronco from Ford's website, and the world freaked out. I don't know if you uh, saw that in the uh, news and on the forums, but a member of uh, the Broncos 6G forum noticed that you could no longer do a base model Bronco on the configurator. Hmm. And then, of course, you know, Reddit and the 6G forum everywhere else, oh, my God, Ford's getting rid of the base model Bronco uh, on uh January 14th, Ford clarified the disappearing base Bronco issue. It turns out the cheapest Bronco is not going anywhere. Instead, a website bug temporarily felled the basic stallion. So anyway, not a big deal. Uh, Bronco's fine. You can get a base. I mean, you can't get any of them right now. But but eventually, at some point when the supply chain catches up. It's amazing. So a guy at my office has had one on order for a year and a half. Yeah, I know somebody And they that keep too. sending him tchotchkes. Like they send him a mug and then a cooler and then a koozie and then a hat and they're like, it's coming. He goes- And then a soft top. <laughs> they're sending him freaking everything but the vehicle. They're going to start sending him the, the, the Bronco in parts. You know what? That's maybe that, that's <laughs> it's called the, a do-it-yourself. The factory's getting it that way anyway. Uh-huh, yeah, it's modular. The doors come off and then- <laughs> Uh, top comes off. And yeah. I don't think he's prepared to build it. No. Uh, hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. I did not. Oh, you did not hear? No. That. Not that I'm aware of. The uh, Toyota Tundra will now come in the capstone trim, which is uh, the most luxurious of the big hybrid pickup truck. Where does that, where's that 1789 version fit into this or whatever it's called? Uh, I believe uh, that is above the 1794. 1794, okay. The capstone. Huh. Capstone. Going to be the capstone. Interesting term. Uh, uh, a capstone the, is a capstone is a, it's the- The, it's the, the Toyota Tundra. Like, no, 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 but it's on the top of the wall? Like, sure, what is the capstone yes, yes. as it as it relates to, like, the yes, top? Stone work. Okay. It's only available with the iForce Max Twin Turbo V6 Hybrid Powertrain with 437 horsepower and 583 pound-feet of torque, and only in the Crew Max body style with the five-and-a-half-foot bed. <laughs> Who's sneezing now, mother effer? Oh, it's the Rona. <laughs> you guys can't see him. He's trying to stave off a, yeah, a, a trying sneeze. To, trying to not sneeze after yeah. lightning punished the room with yeah. his uh, Rona, yeah. My antibodies are uh, in full force right now. A limited menu of colors includes uh, windchill pearl, magnetic gray, celestial silver, midnight black, supersonic red, and blueprint. Uh, it'll come with 22-inch wheels. That's for you, lightning. Okay. And they're the largest ever Ooh. fitted to a Tundra. 22 is smart, smart at Toyota. And I think it might be the ev- the largest ever fitted to any Toyota from the factory, actually. Huh. If you think about it. Uh, the capstone distinguishes itself from lesser tundras with a unique grille, which is giant. Chrome mirror caps, um, 22-inch wheels, as we said. And then it's got the semi-aniline leather seat coverings that feature a two-tone black and white scheme unique to it. Uh, dark walnut open pore trim is contrasted by the ambient lighting. And light up capstone emblem inside. A panoramic moonroof lets in natural ambient light during the day. Unlike other tundras, the front door glass has sound deadening properties for a quieter cabin experience. And the cab rides on hydraulic mounts to reduce cabin NVH. Which, by the way, is not that bad anyway. In the in the you know we were in the TRD Pro drivetrain on that. Awesome. 
Did a great, great I drive. drove, uh, had a couple spins around the block. No real seat time, but I took our friend Allen's at uh, KC Highlights yep. and uh, spun it around the block, and it's nice. But I remember you telling me that it left a little bit to be desired on the acceleration, and that I did find that to be true. Well, not necessarily the acceleration. It was the, the responsiveness. It was the when the nannies jump in. And also... Um, you know, it's it's a good truck. There's a few areas that could be a little bit more polished. But. It's got a sport mode that I thought was sport-ish, uh-huh. but nothing that can't be helped by the Puddle Monsters. Yeah, it's a cheap plug. Okay. Uh, Capstone can haul 10,340 pounds, and the payload is 1,485 pounds, which is the lowest out of any Tundra hybrid. Well, probably because of all the uh, extra accoutrement that you can find on it. Uh, I don't have pricing yet, but we can uh, tell you all at a later date. It's a lot of truck and a lot of money. Hey, uh, Lightning, did you hear? No. I did not. Uh, Ford warns dealers and customers, don't screw with the F-150 Lightning sales. Wait, what? Ford is taking contractual action against dealers and potential scalpers who flip the Lightning after they buy it. Are you freaking kidding me? Scalpers are now getting into the, uh, the Lightning game. I don't know if you remember when John Cena had, uh, he was one of the first people with Ford GT and he flipped it and Ford sued him because there was a contract not to flip it. And um, I, I thought that he won because you couldn't tell somebody after they buy something what they can do with it. So I'm not Doesn't sure. Ferrari have something like I, that? Ferrari, yeah, a lot of the manufacturers do. So oh. I don't know what the, anyway. Oh, maybe it, maybe they can't enforce it, but like Ferrari probably just says, that's fine. Well, I think if you're a dealer, the way they enforce it is they, help, they you know, hold you out of allocations and things well, like that. Well, I was going to say, if you're, if you're a Ferrari fan, they just say, well, we're not going to sell you another one. Yeah, it basically says, uh, egregious dealer markups on new F-150 Lightnings. Their dealers are being warned against asking for additional deposits or any other pre-sale payments. And it puts a no new sale provision upon purchase for the customers to prevent folks from flipping their Lightnings for a quick buck. The warning memo to four dealers that was originally screenshotted and posted on the F-150Gen14.com forum uh, before it was deleted at the request of Ford is more of a way to protect the brand from negative reviews from customers after much of the debacle from the new Bronco sales. That is, customers put up a deposit to reserve their new Ford 4x4s on Ford site only for franchise dealers to come back and demand more money than mm. they would sell the customer a new Bronco. This is more of a way to protect the brand from negative reviews from customers after uh, the debacle from new Bronco sales because customers were putting down deposits to reserve their new Broncos, uh, and then the franchise dealers came back and demanded more money or would sell the Bronco when it arrived at a higher price to a new customer who wasn't the original customer who purchased the vehicle. and. <laughs> They want to get out of that because that's there was a lot of hate online about that. Yeah, but that's not exclusive to Ford. I have, without naming names, I've heard that's happening. They're all doing it. Yeah. They're, yeah. I mean, I, it, right now, supply is tight, and they want the money now. And Your boy Jackson's not going to do that to me, is he? Yep. I, t- <laughs> oh, I, I no. actually specifically asked him to do that <laughs> no, to you. Yeah, no, I said, hey, when douche. Lightning Truck comes in with the tow mirrors, by the way, will you take a picture and then <laughs> flip it to anybody? The tow mirrors. Uh, God, I hope. He, he put in the request to get the regular mirrors for me. I don't know do if you want to talk about that, Lightning? Yeah, I do. Let's do it. The fact that you didn't know what you were ordering and you clicked tow mirrors? Because uh, it said retractable tow mirrors, and I uh-huh. thought that they were just, they fold in automatically. So do the standard mirrors. And I didn't know that, because so, I wanted the standard so mirrors. So are you going to uh, flip your uh, mirrors up and have the invisible trailer behind you no, all the time? No, I hate that. I hate that passionately. So You're going to be I, that guy. I hit our man Jackson, and I said, is it too late? And I had only he been He said like, for you, yes. No, he said, let me talk to Sean first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he didn't know, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I mean, worst case scenario is I get it with the tow mirrors, and I'll just buy 
other mirrors. I'm sure they're not cheap, but someone will want the toe mirrors, and I won't want the stand. I want you're the just going to trade them. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. If someone okay. was willing to do that, but I'm not going to turn down the vehicle just because it's got the mirrors. Huh? Hey, Lightning, I mean, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Uh, Bollinger B1 SUV and B2 truck are dead to you. Oh, really? Why? Uh, they're going to focus on the commercial market and not go after the consumer like they had originally planned. You're kidding me. So if you've got your heart set on a Bollinger, uh, you might want to uh, start that delivery business you've always dreamed That's of. That's called a pivot, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Ouch. So the production of its consumer trucks will be suspended indefinitely as the company pivots to its commercial business. Ooh. And then they also want to go up to class three to six trucks. So that's gross vehicle weight ratings from 10,000 and one pound all the way up to 26,000 pounds. So super heavy duty pickups. Um, I so, hope they know something, meaning they're not just pivoting because now they, they're looking at the giants and they don't want to be squashed like a bug. Yeah. But the problem is in that market, they're also going to be up against well, the heavies. And they're b- boutique too, hand built, right? There's a lot mm. of costs. They're like, I want to say they're 125000 for a... B1 SUV and a B2 pickup truck, so that's well above the pricing of all the other EVs that are coming out. Although that was for the consumer-oriented, so maybe there'll sure. be a whole different price structure or a whole different vehicle we don't know about. We'll see. Ooh, okay. Fingers crossed that there's a good people at Bollinger. So, yeah, we've, yeah. Had, uh, we've had him on in the past. I mean, maybe it's worth uh, having him come back if our uh, listeners demand it. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! I did not. Uh, Ford has revealed the 2022 Ranger Splash limited edition colors. Is it pink, yellow, and blue? Um, yes. Lightning it is. Moving right along. <laughs> it's not. What is it? Uh, you can get snow, forest, or sand colored <laughs> rangers. Come on. But why do they call it the splash? The splash was always the step side bed. I owned a splash in, right. my, in my day. As it should still be and today. And now it's just a sticker and color package and a ranger yeah. before the new one comes out. And it's like. Yeah, look, we have the splash. Let's yep. sell these before the new one comes out in like a few months. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! I did not. Are you sure? Uh, no. No, I'm not sure. So uh, Ford made bank on its Rivian investment. Uh, if you remember, they put in $800 million a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So far, they have pocketed $8.2 billion, meaning they made a 1,000% return. A one thousand percent return. Wow! Wow! Ford threw eight hundred million behind Rivian, which is obviously no small sum, and got twelve percent of the electric vehicle company in return. Since then, Rivian went public, and uh, obviously won Motor Trend's uh, Pickup Truck of the Year or Truck of the Year, as they call it. And uh, their IPO has been doing well. And this is after both companies pulled out of an agreement to co-develop trucks. Right. Wow. So Ford uh, believes it's made $8.2 billion on the initial $800 million. Wish you had that on your 401k, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. I wish I had $800 million in my 401k. That is a lot of money. I mean, good for Ford, but dang. You'd have a really rough time spending that. You could. You could buy. You'd have to buy no, high it, rises. It would be easy. No, I wouldn't do that. What would you buy? I would go into neighborhoods and rebuild houses and find like all the churches that you know were tight on funds and write them an endowment. I'd find all the awesome like nonprofits that needed that little push that you need an angel investor to come in. I would just spread. I'd spread the love. Mm. I'd go after entrepreneurs and startups and just. I don't even. I don't even want a piece of any of them. I just. 
I see angels singing no, for seriously. the good man Holman. I would I would go in. I would I want to be the undercover billionaire person on the TV show without the TV cameras. I want to go into communities and and find sad stories and go. What do you need? Good. Here's your check for twenty million dollars. Have a nice life and take see, care. of And stuff. I thought that Holman was just a giant douche. No. <laughs> you're you're you have a good heart. You have a good heart. Can I tell you a real story? That you no, would actually buy all the cars no, first, the, and then when you're done buying no. cars, then you would spend the leftovers on uh, and then I'd needy win, people. Win some more. No, this is it'll be a humble brag. Okay, what? You 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 donated something to your church? No, no, no. I uh, I was uh, having lunch today, and my voice gets loud and carrying, and I was telling a, a a slightly inappropriate story, and an old guy walks up to me. Hey, uh, your voice carries, and we're trying to have lunch over here, and uh, you know it's a little bit vulgar. I was like, oh, so I apologized to him. I said, sorry. And he grumbled something off, so I paid for their lunch on my way out. And did he yell at you? Didn't even talk to him. I just took, gave gave the asked them what their bill was, gave cash to the uh, guy, and said, "Just tell him his courtesy of the guy he yelled at." <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's a, that is a humble brag, but I but I I can appreciate that. That's a nice move. I, I I felt like maybe I ruined their lunch, so I would try and make it better. Now I, I'm curious how disgusting your story was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't discussed. It wasn't disgusting. I was sitting there having lunch with two old cops who knew some of the cops that I knew, and I was telling some funny stories about one of our antics. Shared uh, people that we knew that they're like, "Oh, that sounds just like him." What are those? And of course, I was relaying a story where he was swearing up a storm at somebody. Oh, so, gotcha. Anyway, gotcha. Yeah, like, some of the old people do not like swearing. All I'm saying is for you young people out there, take care of the old people. Okay. Give them hugs or buy their lunch or <laughs> give them if, hugs. If, you, if you wrong them, make it right. Okay. They, yeah. they, they deserve better than maybe what we all give them sometimes. I'm sure they sit around going, what have, what happened? I mean, it's partly their fault too because they brought us in this Because they world. raised us like yeah. this. Yeah. 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 So I just, just do something redeeming so they don't hate all of us. Every, buy, just every once in a while. Just buy them buy, lunch. Buy them lunch. Yeah. Just, just make them Or just a, a, a cup of joe. Cup of joe. All right. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! Zero, zero, zero! I did not. So Toyota started to tease the uh, Sequoia SUV, which will be uh, revealed uh, later this month. So uh, it'll be obviously based on the new uh, chassis, and uh, it will um, have some tons of influence. Okay. And we just have teaser photos, so we don't know what it looks like. I would imagine it will have uh, the coil springs in the back and the same, you know, iForce uh, Max uh, twin turbo V6 and all that good stuff. So Toyota fans will continue to be Sequoia fans. I would think so. If you like your Sequoia today, you'll probably like this one a lot better because today's Sequoia kind of sucks. <coughs> yeah, fine. What'd you say? N- nothing. Okay. Nothing. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? I know that's one of your faves. Uh, Winnebago revealed uh, an all-electric motorhome. So based on the Ford Transit. And it goes it's 50 miles. An ERV concept. <laughs> Okay. So it's not based around the uh, the upcoming Ford Electric Transit. This was a third party uh, did it, and uh, it uses a uh, standard Transit 350 heavy duty cargo van, and then Lightning E Motors are the ones who did the uh, drivetrain and electrical system. It's it's cool. If you like camping within 50 miles of your home, you'll like the new Winnebago <laughs> E Transit. Uh, eh, 125 miles from home. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, I'm gonna 80, go to the local. Uh, what do you call it? Like a you know, like a hundred sta- palms. Sta- or what are they called? Staycation. Staycation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta stay uh, at Barb's house down the street. It's funny. Winnebago claimed DC fast charging times around 45 minutes. It's like, yeah, because it only has a uh, 86 kilowatt battery. So yeah. uh, that's less than you know. Tax. We're gonna find Tesla out. Light. It's actually a bunch of Makita batteries wired in series. Ooh, that'd be easy because then you could just swap them. <laughs> yeah. But you'd have to have like 20 of those chargers on your workbench. Uh-huh. You wouldn't have any room to do any work. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, it's funny. They uh, they say Winnebago says that that will meet 54% of uh, new RV owners who prefer trips under 200 miles. <laughs> Why would you bother? I don't know. How miserable are you if you're like, we can make dude, it, we can make it, and you're, dude, you're in the cornfield dude, somewhere. In the 125 miles. You're, you haven't even left the L.A. metro area. No, you haven't. I mean, from my house to San Diego is 100 miles. My house like Oxnard, 100 miles. It's like, you're not even, you haven't even left this, ah, anyway. No. Um, Good luck with that, Winnebago. I, I mean, it's just a concept. Yeah. They haven't announced pricing and- they are saying five-year, 60,000-mile warranty on the drivetrain. Uh-huh. Should be great, I guess. Wi-Fi. It's a bunch of electric accessories. We st- are we still talking about electric Winnebago? Move on. Um, it's white and black and red Does it have over. the big big W on it? <laughs> it has a W on the grill. Oh, yeah. Of course it does. That means for weak. Weak. <laughs> <laughs> Whining. Moving uh, right along. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! I did not. Uh, speaking of electric vans, uh, Rivian started to publish more details about uh, its own electric van, which the uh, the puppy dog cute face that's uh, destined for Amazon. Yeah. Uh, so if you remember, Amazon had ordered, I think it was 100,000 of them before 2024. <laughs> Ridiculous. By yeah, the way, yeah, the yeah. Boeing plant at my house, uh, they're closing it down in the first massive parcel, Amazon Warehouse. Fulfillment oh, is center. it really? So Amazon, it's like- Wait it's a minute. Like, that block over there on off Bolsa- Bolsa and, Chica and Bolsa. That's already Amazon. Yeah, they're what, no, they're no, buying no, more of no, it? No, no, no. They just opened like a few months ago. Yeah. And okay. so it's like, you know, cockroaches. Amazon. Do you know next to- Earl- I literally looked out my window of my home office and saw three Amazon vans in the, in the um, cul-de-sac. And the Amazon guys are in the middle of the street, like high fiving and talking. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you? Why are there three of you? You came from a mile away- and what are you exchanging packages? Like what happened? Maybe they are. It's weird. Get know. out of here. You don't need three of you in here. It's amazing. I mean, I would like to see Amazon is about to be I'm just making this up, but I think Amazon's gonna be the largest landholder in the United well, States. Well, that's how McDonald's got all their money. Yeah. McDonald's I know. didn't make their money from uh I restaurants. Saw they the made movie. their money from real estate. Yeah, exactly. But Amazon, dude. They're buying, I believe, next to Irwindale Speedway by me. Mm-hmm. They've bought a massive, oh, I'm sure. massive But what happens when something changes and Amazon folds? It's not going to. It's now the oh, economy. It's, it's too big to f- fail? Okay, uh, banks from, 19, from 2008. They bailed them out. Did they fail? They didn't. <sighs> so the Rivian uh, RCV, Rivian Commercial Vehicle, uh, they've delivered 10 vans so far. And it sounds like that uh, they're going to be different driving ranges, so somewhere between 150 and 200 miles, which for a delivery van in the city is probably more than enough. It's funny, the uh, other day uh, I walked outside, and I was working on the Jeep in the driveway, and the Amazon van pulls up. And uh, This is the same one with the three guys high-fiving each other? No, 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 this packages? is different. There's lots of them in my neighborhood. Okay. And the Amazon dude has the windows out, and he's like, like 11 on volume. Uh-huh. And he gets out. He's like, just like, I look at him and he like embarrassingly is holding my package, looks up to drop it. And I'm like right there. And he's kind of sheepishly hands it to me. I'm like, dude, 311. He goes, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> rad. He's like, yeah. And then he got back in, goes two houses down. I can still hear it. And he gets out and he's bumping again, drops packages. So it wasn't their slow song, Amber. It was, it was definitely not Amber. Gotcha. No, no. Uh, it was just funny. I'm like, I haven't heard anybody rocking 311 in about 20 years. I don't know. How old was the dude? He's probably about 30. Okay. Yeah, he's probably on the very tail end or like his older cousin listened to them as they were kids or something gotcha. like that. 
So the RCV platform will support uh, optional all-wheel drive. So that's pretty good for delivery vans, especially in the snowy climate and things like that. And we know how good the uh, Rivian system is in the R1T. Uh, Curb-to-curb turning distance will be just a little over uh, 54 feet. And it'll have a payload capacity up to 5,300 pounds. That's pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, you'll see more of those guys around. and uh, a lot of packages. A lot of... uh, Amazon does a lot of hauling of air. You notice that? Like, there are a lot of boxes filled with air with small little no, no, boxes no. inside. No, that's not true. It's not true. It's boxes filled with little clear packages filled with air. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I love the way it looks. It kind of has these, like, puppy dog good looks, you know, little eyes on it and stuff. Let me see. Hold but on. The, this but way. the freaking windshield is, like, bigger than a Sprinter. Like, how many windshields are they replacing in a year? All is, of them? Do you think it's glass? Or you th- I mean... What do you think it is, like... Amazon. They're only going 40 miles an hour. Maybe it's Plexi. Uh, Maybe it's no, Lexan. It's no. No, it's glass. <laughs> All right. Certain, you still have to meet certain requirements on the, uh, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, on yeah, the road, point. dude. Okay. All right. Last but not least, uh, Hummer EV pickup truck. I did I hear? I don't know. Did you? No. I did not. The Hummer EV pickup truck uh, originally as tuned would do wheelies when you would go into uh, WTF <laughs> mode. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. What? Yeah. So it would completely lift the front wheels off the ground. So, yeah, the chief engineer, Al Oppenheiser, said that uh, while it was cool, it wasn't safe. And uh, in the early days, <laughs> they, had to, they had to tune out uh, the power distribution because it would do wheelies when they uh, did that. I wonder, because awesome. Tesla famously has locked everyone out of tuning their vehicles. I have heard, and it is just rumor. Well, there's ways that there's, to do it. D- is there? Yeah. Did I you, have heard that it's did like you go to, grand. Did you to- go to my EV forum at SEMA? No, I was well, in our booth. Were, if you were there, you would have heard how you can do that. There are companies that have dongles and things where you can tune Tesla stuff. Is that true? It is true. I was told, and this could be absolutely false. Poorly, wrongly. No, but incorrectly. I was told that for, you, could, you could sign up with Tesla to be an authorized tuner, and it was some absurd amount, like 80 grand or oh, something probably. like that. And then they would give you the keys to unlock and do certain things that they deem safe. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. That's what I, I, I heard. I have no idea. Did you hear about the guy in, I don't know, Norway or something like that? Yeah. You did. I did, yes. And uh, <laughs> he went to replace his Tesla battery, and it was out of warranty, and it was like $22,000, so instead yeah. he blew the car up. Yep, I saw that. <laughs> that was awesome. He's like, yeah, I'm so rich, I don't care. I rather spite. Do you? There's a spite explosion, by the way. Do Yes, it was. Do you Hashtag think- Hashtag uh, spite explosion. <laughs> They're also playing. They're with, playing Coachella. No, they're playing uh, COVID cough or long COVID or whatever. <laughs> anyway, no, you're stretching. No, hey, yeah. uh, but will GM? I already know the answer to this question. No, GM is not going to give you the keys to unlock more power. They're not. They got Global B or whatever it is coming out. They're going to lock everybody they're out. Lock everything. everybody out of everything. Yeah. yeah, they sure are. Yeah, there was also another panel at at uh, at SEMA where all the tuners sat around and. So oh, you mean wh- the, what are we going to do about this? You mean the other one that I moderated? Yes, yes. <laughs> Did you ever give us the recap of that? Because when they were talking about Global B, yeah, um, that is the, the, that is the I guess the, the architecture uh, uh, yeah. by which it's like the OS for the the operating yeah. system that all the new uh, yeah. modules will speak together on the GM vehicles, and they will all check themselves. So yeah. if you go in and try to tune the vehicle and get oh. more power out of it. One will overwrite the other, and they will fight each other, and then it will ro- report back to the cloud and let GM know. And you're yeah. going to be so. Those days are quickly approaching to be behind us. Yeah. So if you were a uh, that makes a, sense a tuner, your life is about to get difficult. Uh, this is where you diversify your product lineup, much like Cummins has done by introducing an electric drivetrain in any Suzu. Yeah. So who's getting the last laugh? <laughs> All right, well, enough uh, old stale news, you know, because uh, we haven't done it in a couple weeks with your illness <laughs> yeah, and uh, you quitting on the podcast. 
I didn't quit. I you, just paused. You weren't here. <laughs> that what it was. <laughs> your pause. pause. Yes. All right. Well, the pause is over. The news is up to date, and it's time to talk to the people behind Auto Biotags, and uh, it's a way of a, essentially a diary for your vehicle that lives on with the vehicle uh, throughout its life. So why don't I uh, give Paul a call? I like the phonetics of that sentence. Hello. Hello. Is this Paul and or Katie Rupry? It is. Hello. Hello. Hi. You got it. It's Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How are you guys doing? What's going on, guys? Good. We're doing great. Fantastic. Hey, before we can talk to you guys, we have a quick intro, and it's very appropriate, so don't move. What does okay. it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? Quit your job and get a loan, and don't let anyone tell you you can't. Yeah, now I don't know if you guys could hear the lyrics in that, but it's this is what it takes to be a crappy. Oh, well, no, this no, is what it no, takes no. to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> no, there's always going to be a crappy job. job. This is what it takes. <laughs> exactly. The idea is that they are successful and don't have to go back to a crappy job. Not that they're crappy entrepreneurs. No, no, that's, <laughs> exa- that's right exactly right. <laughs> and, and by the way, <laughs> and by the way, they had awesome jobs because they were working at Yum Brands. They were hanging out with donuts and and fried chicken. That's just like us oh every God. week. All day long. Yeah. Yes, yep, all the fried you can eat. It was great. That sounds amazing. Why are we talking to you guys about tags, right? <laughs> right, let's go back a few years. All right, so we, we definitely want to cover that. So just to introduce the audience to you guys. So you formed a company called Autobiotags. It's autobiotags.com. And the way I found out about you guys was through our buddy Shag Arrington. He's like, dude, you got to check out this company. And then at SEMA, I was cruising around and saw Paul in the booth with a giant poster of Shag and and you know <laughs> right. pitching it, so I took a funny picture to send over to him and go, "Wait, you're not at SEMA except this this cardboard cutout here." And then Paul and I got uh, talking. I went, "Man, this is a really cool product." Yep, yep, yeah, I remember that. That was great. Yeah, well, you know, we were sad that Shag couldn't make it, but it was awesome that you visited the booth, and we are we're psyched. Yeah, right after I visited your booth. I uh, went and visited Shag in jail, which is why he couldn't come to Wait, see Wait, say what? Oh, no, no. No? no? I'm kidding. <laughs> did you have a conjugal visit with him? I did not have a conjugal okay. visit. All no, right. we okay. just passed notes under the uh, under the bars. It, oh, wait a minute. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> okay. So he we're would going be the here. nicest guy in jail, though. Like, if you were Seriously. He oh, would yeah, be yeah. the nicest guy yeah. there. Sir, would you like my food? Here, I'll share my plate with you. Except barbecue. He's very he's very protective about his barbecue. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, all right, so autobiotags are something that we all just do naturally for the last hundred years at Cars and Coffee or at a car show or whatever, but when we go up to a car that we've never seen, we're talking to the guy and he's, oh, I just put this uh, the spoiler, the splitter, I just tuned it, I just did this. We try to take these mental notes, but we leave and we go, okay, wait a minute, he had a Cobb tune? No, yeah. he talked to Banks. How, no, he did. How the, did this work? And yeah. what, he told me something that he had on before, but he switched it out because it was better. Or right. oh, because there was a billet clip that kept falling off, so he made a carbon fiber. Oh, what? what? So, so, so basically, and then a lot of us today have our Instagrams where we document the cars and things like that. And you guys created a way with the auto bio tag. It's got a, a QR code and an NFC basically chip on it. And it allows somebody to have an account. They can go up to your car at a car show in a parking lot if you're not around uh, and, and they want to be some rando taking pics of somebody or other person's car. They can scan it and then see the diary and the life history of the car. But also what's cool is 
you can sell your car and that history can go to the new owner. So that that history, that diary, the 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 path that that vehicle took will forever stay with the vehicle, which I think is super cool. Yeah, but it's like yep. $10,000 per car, isn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, at least $10,000. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, maybe it's only million, $49. Million, $49. Million. Bucks. $49. Yeah. One time, no subscription fees. So let's let's rewind the clock a little bit, and this had something to do, Paul, with you in at, in Germany at Porsche or something like that? Yeah, I was, uh, I was there on business in Stuttgart, and uh, as anybody should do while they're there uh you jump over to the porsche museum and i had like three hours which wasn't nearly enough time so i'm taking pictures of all the cars taking pictures of those like placards down on the floor and like well when i get on the plane i'll put it all back together and that was like a colossal mess and that was where the idea came from i just took out my sketchbook came up with the idea and was like i just want to be able to walk up to cars whether it's at a show or a museum scan a tag get all the history i want look at it whenever I want, share it with whoever I want to. And uh, that was the start of it all. So you came home and explained that to Katie and she says, no, we have great jobs. You're not going to do that stupid. Let's not. No, not no, actually, <laughs> actually, I sat on it. I sat on it for like two years and I didn't say a word. Yeah. 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 And then I finally, uh, you know, you guys got into a giant fight and she said, you never have any good ideas, Paul. And then you're like, oh, yeah. And you pulled that out of your back pocket. You're like, boom. And she's like, all right, let's do oh, that. Mic drop. Ooh, look at that idea. Shiny and new. Yes, yes. No, no, for real though. He, um, so Paul and I have been married for 13 years and, um, Paul is a, Paul is a serial entrepreneur. Like he comes up with ideas all the time. Most of which to which I've said, no, thank you. Like nobody (laughs) cares. Like the world does not need that. Okay. But when he came to me with this idea, I was like, oh, hang on. You know, and it would just, we couldn't stop. We couldn't stop talking about it. So here we are. And as Katie, you know, being the the self-proclaimed non-car person, um, seeing the eyebrows go up was like instant gratification. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm onto something. This is good. So, you know, we, uh, we jumped in, we just totally at that point in 2019, we like just dove in head first and then COVID. And then it was like, well, now we got to do this. Now we've got time. We've got space. Like we've got to go for it. And everybody, their mom had a car show and car shows absolutely exploded during COVID. Nope. Not yeah. really. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, right. Quarantine right. crews. Oh, all quarantine crews. Everyth- well, yeah. Are you, what are you talking right, about? Right. Lightning? No, I yeah. mean, the big mass gatherings, the official car shows. No, no, no. The, those the, got the busted grassroots up. car shows, everybody came out and they got together because they're sick of being in their houses. And in the case of like the quarantine crews, you had such a diverse mix of vehicles. Like that seems like the perfect opportunity to introduce something like this to a, a whole host of people who it's not just the Corvette guys or the vintage guys or the Lambo guys. It's It was yeah. everybody. Yeah. You know what else happened during COVID um, also was the the relaunch of the QR code to the world, right? Yeah. So people, people, I mean, it's been around for a long time. QR codes were ahead of its time. They were. But the problem is you had to have an app forever. And nobody knew how to use it. And once they got reintroduced into the camera software, all of a sudden they became relevant again. Now we're all geniuses and we can figure it out, right? Yep. So, um, yeah. So that's what happened. The, one of the best things we had, one of our builders at SEMA who was using um, a tag on his car, um, when we first talked with him, he's, he goes, oh, I get it. So this is like the Applebee's menu. And I was like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> Well, I just got it's back from Vegas 
And everything there, every restaurant, it's a QR code. They don't even hand you yes. physical menus anymore. Well, right. okay, hold on. You're in L.A. because you, you're in Orange County, but in L.A. I'm not all... in, yeah, I'm not in L.A. I'm in Orange County. No, I know that. You live there. but where, I'm saying... where The place where I live, we still get to hand people menus. And so in L.A., you don't get to do that. <laughs> you get to show your phone and you get to show your Vax card. Then you sit down no. at a table and you scan That's why I don't go there. QR code. I, yeah. I stay the hell out of that county. <laughs> That's L.A. Yeah. I stay behind the orange curtain where we have freedom still lighting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. You guys have this cling, and it it's it sticks to your windshield. It's not a sticker; it's a cling, so it could actually yeah. be repositioned and all that. But you've also embedded NFC in it as well, and I'm kind of curious why the thought process with uh, QR code NFC. And is it you know maybe because it's behind a tinted window or something like that? Somebody can still get it if you can't get a a clear picture of the QR code. What was the thought behind that? Yeah, I mean that's one of them right there. Was if you got dark tint, um, you know, but you know there's a code, you know there's a, a tag there. Um, it'll work right through the windshield and, you know, again, no app required. You can just any, just about any phone nowadays you can take out and it's got NFC capabilities. So yeah, if you got dark tint, that's great. But we also did it to kind of future proof the platform. So, um, this works really great at shows and like concours and museums. And so let's say, um, one of those venues wanted to like gamify, uh, the, the venue or the event, they could say, okay, go find these like five cars, um, you know, scattered throughout here on this weekend come back for a chance to win a prize and nfc proves that you were in the presence of the object so you can only scan an nfc tag when you're right up against it whereas the qr you know you could take a picture of it and send it to somebody and be like hey i scanned the qr and i got the story um but you can gamify with it because you prove that you were in the presence of the object so you know it's a it's a bit of that because we want to have fun with the platform in the future and we're developing those capabilities out but um, really, I mean, it started with the tint thing, as you, as you mentioned. So, Well, I mean, you're going to be able to license this to all the major, to our buddy Jordan at Daytona Truck Meet and all the guys with the big European car shows, things like that. I mean, I can imagine that they're going to want to award prizes this way, right? Ty, or even car clubs that maybe want their logo on it. And it's, you know, uh, 69... Whatever. Well, I, mean, I mean, the modern by version, auto biotags because because right? right now yeah. the what people do is just at whatever with their Instagram handle, yeah. and you have to go through the bio, and you you're gonna have scattered details, but then you like you look at again, look at the wing, the spoiler, the wheels, the tires. Oh, are those are those Ridge Grapplers? Are they are they Toyo MTs? Like what? And you got to zoom in, and you got to scroll. Through. This eliminates all that. Yeah, and you don't have to scroll through people's cheeseburgers and girlfriends and everything else. On Instagram, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I mean that that's one of my favorite pastimes, so how dare you? I know. No, no, no. You can still do that. You can get burgers on your tag. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Fact, so Katie, let's in fact on our platform, you can actually link out to your social. Like there's a special section where you can link out to your Facebook and your Instagram and your Twitter and your whatever you, and your website. So we Which is want great because you're not either or, right? You you right. it's yeah. designed to be yeah. hand in hand with the right. Instagram page you already have set up for your car. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's because right. really what this is, is it's just about the car. It's the story of the car and we want the full story, you know, so like let's let's get it all on there all in one place, too. Seems like this is going to be great for museums like Peterson, things like that as well. Yeah, I mean, like a museum yeah. setting, I think that would be awesome because if there's not always somebody knowledgeable around to talk to about it and, and on a let's face it, on an 11 by 18 piece of paper, they can only do highlights of of the vehicle that might be on the turntable. Seems like even beyond that at a car show. It would be a great way to not engage with anybody if well, you, you want to learn about you know the new vehicle. Awesome. <laughs> totally. yeah, you know, it'd be that awesome. Totally. Yeah, that was one of my insights too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, like, I'm, if you're walking around a, um, if you're walking around a truck, 
and you see an interesting part and you can't figure out how the guy fabricated it, you could have that NFC on there. He could hold it to it. It can open up a like a Vimeo that's got a that's a Vimeo video that's hidden to the world. It only shows with this particular link. So you could watch like the builder's story or he could talk to you and nobody else could see it except for those people that scanned it right there. That would be very interesting and exclusive. You know, the video, we don't host the video, but there's so many other, you know, places that do that better than us, like Vimeo and YouTube. So just like you said, you can link those up and put them right on your tag. So, you know, Peterson or any kind of museum or any kind of show where you can't see inside the hood, you can't open the trunk or the doors um, and you're kind of dying to do that. Uh, you know, this allows you to show that with video and, and with, Actually, with pictures. That, too, that's so. a great idea from the standpoint of, oh, there's a lot of concourse level vehicles that might be shown with their doors closed and the windows up and a hood down or, or whatever configuration. This allows you to get more intimate with that vehicle uh, without ever having to touch it, even though you might be standing right next to it. That's right. That's right. And we have the ability to, for shows, you know, you can replicate that QR code, put it on a poster if you can't get up to the car and give people that same portal, right? Um, we hear this all the time when we're at Concord and shows like, oh, I can't get a good picture of the car or the truck. And there's 100 people around it. Um, well, if you've got auto bio, you can go up and get all the best photos that the guy put on the tag. And now you can share that with your friends. Is so, there a way I, I think it would be interesting um, for somebody who has a tag to be able to maybe designate certain photos as downloadable and like open use. So, for example, a media guy like myself might be trying to get a picture and just like you said, can't get one with the crowd around it. The owner could say, hey, go to my tag and I have photos you can download that are license free or something like that if you want to use it in, in a magazine story or, or online. Because photo rights is such a big deal these days. If there's a way for you guys to facilitate that to help these owners, a lot of times owners don't make it into a magazine or online has nothing to do with the quality of the vehicle and everything to do with not being able to get the right photo or having permissions of the photos that are out there. And, and another, to, to dovetail off that, um, Holman, in w- working at a manufacturer, a lot of times you need vehicles to maybe mock up for parts, things like that, or for a flyer, and you can't find the vehicle, and the ones you found are, are copyrighted. Yeah, so I mean, that might be an interesting thing to be able to, to think I about on the platform idea. as well. I'm, I'm taking notes as you're talking. Just yeah, I, I'm, I'm literally like talking through it going, you know what? I Here's some other uses I can see for this thing. So. <laughs> These are all free ideas. Yeah, free free, free yeah. ideas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> love it. So love let's it. talk through what happens. So so essentially you hit the QR code or the NFC. You guys have the uh, the website, the website autobiotags.com. A particular vehicle will come up. And so, for example, Paul sent me a few uh, examples of uh, vehicles on there, like the Sin City surf truck. And it comes up, and it's got a photo gallery that you can swipe and and, uh, and see all the photos. Then it has, like, a, a brief kind of bio, and he's got what it's like to drive with uh, some more information. And then there's details about make, model, body style, uh, all that kind of stuff, which I assume is probably searchable if you wanted to just go through the website and maybe get inspiration because you have the same kind of vehicle. You want to see what other people are doing. I would imagine that those are all uh, keyword tags, and you can find that inspiration on Autobiotax? If not, you're going to embarrass him. <laughs> oh, you guys, we should have thought about search. Damn. Oh, wait. No. No, no. Um, yes, you're exactly right. In fact, our search function is very robust. It'll search any word in your profile. Yeah, so, lightning. Like, just yeah. saying. You're right. It's lightning. Just search lightning and see what you get. Um, uh, I, I, don't, I don't search him on the internet anymore. No, no. I had to do my, that one time. I had to do oh, my due diligence uh, before we started the show four years ago. What I found was so disturbing, I never searched lightning ever again. <laughs> yep. I, I, by the way, I was first when it, when it comes to wearing a 
meat dress before Lady Gaga. But that's true. Oh my gosh, before Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. He he was he's a DJ at a local radio station, and uh, I think they covered him in meat and barbecue, and then sent him into like a pen with Rottweilers or something. <laughs> it was gonna be well, it was gonna be running of the pit bulls, and so I was I'm gonna run from pit bulls something. instead of running of the bulls. Yeah. So here's another one: a uh, '56 Ford F100 from uh, Matt Hurt out of uh, Las Vegas, and same deal yeah. where you have the gallery. This is a really cool truck, but. He's got a bunch of additional uh, boxes. So he has, you know, owning my first truck again. He tells, you know, kind of the overview and then it's why I own it, the features I love, what it's like to drive, history and other details. What's beautiful about that is there's not really a place on, say, you know, Instagram, because I think that's where people probably do most of their their car stuff now, right? And there's not a place to have those, like, overarching sort of, like, messages about, the emotional attachment or the why or the how, right? You only have a few characters yeah. at the top. This sort of gives you access to the owner's backstory and the vehicle's backstory, the details. And again, then you get into the photo. So it's really well-rounded if you want to know where that car came from or that truck came from. Why does he have it? Why is it special? I, For me, again, I love it from the standpoint of being able to search on the website because I maybe just inherited a similar car or I found my neighbor sold me something or somebody came, I've got a good deal, you know, whatever. And I don't know a lot about them. I, I want to see what other people are doing. I think that's such a awesome way to be inspired to get into the hobby of, of, you know, restoring cars or modifying cars and being part of the car culture. Yeah. That, that particular one that you were just speaking of is a full frame off restoration and he's got all of his before and after photos on it. You can see the whole process, you know, which is, which is really fun and great for him to be able to document the whole, you know, the whole thing. And it lives, it lives forever, right? Cause how many vehicles, yeah. you know, are, are they, the story dies with the owner, right? Like if the owner passes yeah, away, like my grandpa passed away and he never fully told me why this thing was sitting in his barn for 50 years, or, right. you know, maybe there's some, uh, maybe it's a historical car, but nobody ever would know about it because there was no way to pass on the legacy and the story of that vehicle. And now, this lives on forever in perpetuity. This is lifetime subscription, lifetime membership. When you buy a tag that has a place for your car story to be, you know, and, and hopefully 20 or 30 years down the line, people can still go back and reference these cars. And I, you know, I, I, I look at the, the car culture and, and, and trucks and everything. The sweet spot we just live through. Everything going forward to me mm-hmm. feels like it's probably going to be throwaway. And there's certain there's certain vehicles maybe between you know the the early 1900s to like maybe maybe the 90s maybe some special vehicles into the 2000s, but as we get away from internal combustion engines and and really these hand built vehicles in a lot of ways and the beginning of manufacturing and and the way something is constructed to tell the story of like how industry operated in the country it came from at that time and the engineering and and the development and the design and just all that kind of stuff, I feel like the, the sweet spot, this this golden century, if you will, of, of automotive is going to be in our past really fast and to have a way to document what these vehicles made. And, and let's face it, some of these vehicles are going to have third or fourth owners because they're going to outlast a lot of us. And it's really awesome that there's a way that that story can live on with the vehicle. I, I think of like... Um our friend Ben at 406 Garage, he told us last time he was on some stories about how he would pick up an international. He buys and sells internationals. That's his thing up in Bend, Oregon. And he will he'll buy a vehicle from a son whose grandfather owned the vehicle. And he'll tell the entire story. And if he could document that, yeah. put it on this right. claim yeah. and then sell it, and sell it. Yeah. 
And now, yeah, now I, you have provenance of the vehicle. That's exactly right. Good, that's, good use of that right. word. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I I listened to that uh, uh, that podcast that was the, the Ben Palmer back in March. I think. Yeah, and and he was, you know, he was talking about the the value of the stories, and I was like sitting in my car. I was coming back from a road trip, and I was like screaming at the radio. I'm going, yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. You know. And and you guys got into that whole you were riffing on on this whole idea of you know share you know collecting the stories and sharing them, and and it's it's so true. I mean, if that's not captured now, it's gone forever. And and think about how many of us have an uncle or a father, or grandfather, whatever that's got a car sitting in the garage, and that story's in his head. And and unless you know it and have written it down yourself, um, it's it's just never going to live on. It's never going to live past them. I mean, really, it's like it's our job. It's like we got to save these stories like it's our job, you guys, because if they they go and they're gone. And if not, if we don't do it, who's going to do it? We're, you know? we're the stewards, right? Like, yeah, these yeah. Are, these vehicles, again, are going to outlast us. And 100 yep. years in a life, if we're lucky. But, you know, I, I've got a 42 Ford GPW that I got from my uncle. It's going to be yep. 80 years old in April of this year. And it's still yeah. driving on the road. It has a license plate and registration. It, it's it's ranchy fresh and it's ugly, but but it still works and drives. <laughs> That's a great license plate, ranchy, <laughs> ranchy fresh. fresh. Yeah, yeah. I was, well, ranchy I was going to call it the ra- I, I was going to call it the ranch hand, but then I thought my <laughs> uncle might get mad, <laughs> so I, I decided not. Hand is awesome. <laughs> but seriously, it's kind of like a PSA to people. Like this is a public service announcement. Go to your neighbor. Go to your uncle. Go to the elderly guy. You know that you know that has a cool car and get him a tag and get him a story. Like it's a it's a service announcement for people. Absolutely. Like go do it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like that. There's people out there wanting to save, you know, the stick shift, wanting to save, you know, driving. We want to save stories. We want we want you to save stories. And, you know, I got to tell a real quick story. There's a guy who gave a, a, a friend of his a tag. He was in his late 60s, um, had a 300 SL uh, convertible. And, and you can look this up on the site. It's um, um, his username is Peanut because he doesn't want to be known to the public, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, that was the like name the, of his cat. Yeah. yeah right. Is that the uh, 57? Yes, that's right. I'm looking and, at uh, it right now. And and you can it, it's titled masterpiece. So um, this actually oh my god, it's gorgeous. It's it's amazing. So um, it's even got the rudge wheels, which I love. But if you if you if you look at a story, like he finally came around, and he's like, okay, I'll do it. But can you just call me and like can we do a little interview and you build my tag? I'm like, yeah, that's the birth of our concierge service. We'll do it. So Katie, and I get on the phone with him, and 30 minutes later, after talking about a story and just using our story um, prompt, right, we're like filling in the tag as we're going. You know, um, I said, send me some pictures. He sends me like five or six pictures of the car through the years and and a word document that he had somewhere buried on his hard drive. These photos are and, amazing. Uh, literally yeah. uh, looks like they're scanned from like the first year a color camera ever came out. Right. They're yeah. they're they're grainy and faded. And you can totally see by what the people's haircuts and what they're wearing. And there's the last yes. photo of it with with no hood on it. And all crumpled up on the uh, driver's fender, and I mean that's that, that again that's that story. It's it, it was amazing. So he he um, we hang up the phone, and I'm like, give me two minutes to finish up your tag, and then scan the thing that's on your desk because his friend had given him the tag. And he calls us back like three minutes later, and he's like, what the hell have you done? And we're like, what do you mean what have we done? We just took your story down and we put it on the tag. And he went off to the Golden Group International like show a couple weeks later in Colorado Springs, came back and said, you know, we want to talk to you about like a club wide kind of thing because there's all these great stories out there. A few weeks later, he's off at um, one of the major concours. Hilton Head. Uh, Hilton Head. Yeah, that's right. And um, he wins two awards there. And one of them was the People's Choice. And he wrote us back afterwards and he says, look, I was there with my wife and we couldn't answer all the questions for people coming up to us all the time wanting to see the car. And people, we just told him, hey, scan the tag. You can get the story. Take it with you. It's our gift. 
sure enough, later that day, he wins people's choice. And he, he literally said to us, I think this might have actually helped because we couldn't tell the story to everybody. But we could direct them to the tag and they could scan it and walk off and they thought it was cool. And so, you know, what was really awesome about that was here was a guy who had a Word document on his hard drive, something in his head and some pictures scattered somewhere. And now he's got something that's really given him kind of a boost about telling the story. And it's it's kind of like, you know, invigorates him about being passionate about the vehicle. Because I think there's a lot of times like you have something really special that's a concourse grade resto that you almost don't want to drive and maybe it stays in your like collection or it's in a you know a climate con- uh, controlled warehouse or something like that and you only take it out on you know one Sunday a year people don't get to see it and you don't get to share it and this is a great way for you and, and uh, let's face it how many people have gone halfway through building something or built something and then got bored of it this is a great way to keep that the, the fires of that passion stoked so that you you know because I think car guys, are driven by seeing the reaction of other car guys. Of course they are. Right? Like, the fact that somebody else is as passionate about that vehicle as you are makes you even more passionate that you have that and that people care about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's that moment when you first see an Autobot tag and you scan it and it pops up on your phone and you're like, oh, that's cool. And and it's it's like, now I've got this gift of the story from the guy and I can just take it with me. So I go back to that moment initially that I had at the Porsche Museum I just had this vision where I could just go along and scan each car and take those stories with me and share them. And now it exists, which which is pretty, pretty epic. It seems like you've done uh, bring a trailer's work for them, meaning uh, <laughs> they don't have to do any uh, any bio work. Uh, you know anymore. what it is? It's sort of like when you get a new job and you just send them your LinKedIn link. Right. And you're like, I don't need yeah. a resume. Here's my LinkedIn link. You can go over there and it's do it. It's kind of what it is. I mean, it, it, it'll make it uh, – people are going to use this to sell their vehicles, obviously. Um, right. Well, and there's a section here for accolades, the car clubs that this vehicle has belonged to. Uh, going back to like my 42 Ford GPW. Mm-hmm. It's a negative camber, right? Uh, it is a negative camber. <laughs> oh, no, that's just because of the bent axle. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. No, uh, it, it, that came from my uncle's ranch, and he found photos of the last time he did a, a body off restoration sometime in the late 70s. Um, where he's shirtless in like you know blue jeans, you know painting it uh, in his backyard. Oh, I saw that in Playgirl. You know? No, you didn't. Huh? <laughs> I nope. didn't. A different no. photo. Different photo. <laughs> oh. And then my uh, I brought my daughter up there, and she fell in love with a uh, a crusty old ranch 1960 Volkswagen Beetle. And so he's like, if you want it for your first car, it's yours. So we just inherited that from my uncle. I'm gonna get one of these for my daughter for her Volkswagen because she even started her own. Um, Instagram page for it, and she's she's Raunchy four, Beetle Ford. No, oh no, fourteen <laughs> over the moon about it. Is excited to go and clean all the rat turds out, and I mean that's that's what we want, right? We want to document that process, and who knows, maybe it's a car she keeps for thirty years, and she can go. This is how we found it to her kids, and and you know the thing about cars and the storytelling is, especially if it stays in the family, there's that through line that allows you to explore who the people were before you, right? Who were the stewards of these cars before you? And I think you can get a lot from a person's personality by how they built a vehicle. I love that for your daughter. I love that she will have the story for however long she wants, you know? Like, you got to get a picture of your uncle and your daughter, too. Like, oh, yeah. Now I got a picture of them. He was teaching her how to drive awesome. his Kubota tractor. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, my gosh. It's so awesome. <laughs> I've, got, I've got them doing yeah. that. Uh, but she's she's super into vintage. Like she's a mod kid. She she should have grown up in the you know sixties. She's 
A oh, little, she has she has a, plaid pants. A little bit hippie. She does have plaid pants. She goes to vintage <laughs> stores. She has a shag haircut. I mean, the the whole deal. Like she's she's living in the wrong time, and and she just loves anything vintage. I, I had a loan from Jeep. They had uh, a couple years ago restored a Grand Wagoneer and dropped it off at our uh, at my house to have for a week. And she loved everything about it. She's like, Dad, what's that smell? I'm like, that's hydrocarbon. She's like, that's awesome, <laughs> right? And and to uh, to she's so Laurel Canyon in Los Angeles is obviously where a lot of this the rock and roll of that era came from. So she's named her uh, Beetle Laurel, and so it. it's got I a name. It. We're we're gonna get that's it painted great. and redone, and and oh uh, yes. it's gonna be a fun father daughter project. But uh, I will tell you right now, Auto Biotags will be a part of this because. Hopefully, when I'm I'm long gone, she'll we'll have pictures of us and my uncle, and, and she'll be able to experience that again by going through her account. Can I ask a silly question, guys? Um, will you offer these with uh, the the, uh, the clings colorized to to match vehicles, or does that get a little too wonky? You know, it gets hard to print um, for kind of every nuance that's out there, but um, we will probably launch some new colorways down the road. And I think you hit it on earlier. You know, we we can do custom printing for you know, um, a decent volume for like a club or, um, you know, s- somebody that needs, uh, something for like a dealer car lot or whatever and wants their logo on it too. So we can, we can do all of that. Um, but you know, what we tried to do with those colors is choose something that, um, you know, true story, we're sitting there in, up in Michigan in the summer, um, working on the project COVID's hit. And we're like, we got to start looking at some cars cause we got to choose our branding. And um, next door neighbor has a, a what a Model T. Model T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Model T has been in the family for like a hundred years. And then we got a guy up the road who's got um, a Shelby kit, and and he's driving by all the time. This guy named Tom, and he's awesome. And so we literally went over there, and we we're like, okay. He drives by, and you go, hey, awesome Tom, woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so every time. Every time. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> yeah. And and we we're always like, okay we got to find something that doesn't offend the car, if you will. So if you look at that, you know, you got a little bit of German mark in there. You can see some British colors in there. Um, definitely American colors on, you know, uh, Chevy and, and Ford. And, you know, we wanted to create something that kind of represented a lot of the brands that were out there and had a bit of an automotive feel. And it had to have some high contrast for the QR code and all that kind of stuff. But we, we tried to try to get something that would look good. And, and believe it or not, it actually looks pretty good on the Model T, which is like a dark, dark forest green. And, um, you know, Tom goes by too fast to actually see his tag, but, um, you know, his, his Shelby's awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, we can do some customization for sure, but, um, you know, we, you know, we, we generally get some pretty good kudos for, for kind of the way it looks today, which is good. It's, it's a great looking tag. Um, it's the colors are sort of like this grabber orange, yellow, there's like a gray. And then I don't know, it's probably something like a, um, so a slate blue. blue or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm buying. Blue. I'm buying two of these for my father because he's got an MGB and a Mini Cooper van. He is always out trying to talk to everyone he can to tell these stories, and he doesn't have enough time. <laughs> he's one guy and like yeah. t- and ten geeks standing around him going, "What's the story? There's a telephone van. Why are there telephones inside?" And he's like, <laughs> yeah. "Well, so he's got to explain the whole story. Yeah. He doesn't have time. If guys just scan it, yeah. makes it easy." Well, and, and then uh, of course, as people ask questions or things that they're interested in. You can, of course, add that to your your profile. And again, it's a way you can't do on, say, Instagram or something like that, right? And so yeah. it, it allows you to kind of park everything in one place, make it super easy. Again, it's $49. Bucks, uh, QR code NFC. It has serial number on it. Uh, autobiotags.com. You can go to the website to read about it. Um, and a- according to the page, packed with technology, Autobio launches your story straight from your vehicle, and it's a two and a half inch cling. Goes on the inside of your windshield. Remove and reapply as needed. 
So you get to tell your story in your own words, update anytime, add your latest pictures, share your story anywhere your car goes, stand out with the latest tech, and connect with uh, car enthusiasts and friends from around the world. And I guess that's a good point, too. What is the way, let's say that you meet a guy on a forum or something or a Facebook group for your vehicles and you fall in love with his vehicle build and he falls in love with you and you're both auto biotag and not that they're going to like get married or anything. Like, oh, I was going to say you got no, divorces. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, where is this going? What's but happening? How, how we would fell you, in love over trucks. How would you, uh, bonded, maybe bonded is a better one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How would you share your account? Is it? Is it named? Is it your serial number? Is it whatever you name the vehicle? So if somebody is there an at handle? Like, like let's say you're not. Yes. Yeah, if you're not near the sticker, but you see a vehicle online that you're like, I have to know more. How would you share that with somebody? Well, you could do it a couple ways. One, you could just share your nickname. Say, you know, on Autobio, I'm known as Masterpiece, um, and you know, people can just go on there and search Masterpiece, and that, like in this case, that 300 SL will pop up. Um, and then, of course, there's the ability to comment on our platform. So if you're a user, which means you've just registered for an account, which is actually free, um, you just give a, a make a username, like Peanut, and uh, give us your email address. And then you can talk back and forth to people right on the platform um, in the comments section below every single one of the auto bios. But you could just tell people, you know, I'm on auto bio, my name is Masterpiece. Um, or you can copy your own URL. So when you're on the site and you're on your car's page, go to the top, copy the URL, paste it into something and uh, send it to somebody. And now they've got your link directly to your page. So you've got a website for your car. What were your jobs before? I, I know you said Paul was a serial entrepreneur, but what were the things you were doing before you you did this? And is there anything that you have uh, schemed up in the past that we would recognize? So wait, we have to go back in time? Yes, Lightning. Okay. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll rat on Katie here for a second. If you've ever been to KFC and you've eaten one of their bowls. I oh, I love their bowls. Yes, because it's everything yeah. all in one. Corn and gravy and mashed potatoes. Dude, that's, my, that's, all, that's all I ever get is the bowl. Which is why you look like that. Because I won't do chicken on the bone. Because it just, <laughs> no, nah, there's like, I'll oh, send you and weird stuff in there. So I'm like, <laughs> I just go for the bowl because it's, oh, I love it so much. Okay, back to Katie and the Sorry, bowl. Sorry, go ahead, bowl. <laughs> You, you guys can thank. I, I I didn't invent. I worked on that project. So <gasps> so Paul and I met when we both worked at Yum Brands, and Yum Brands is the parent company of Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, and back in the day, Long John Silver. <laughs> Hold on a second. Crowd's going nuts. Yeah, there's that guy in the back. Man, he is super high for uh, Taco Bell munchies, and he is so happy. That uh, young brand exists. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> all right, that's enough. Okay, so you were, uh, yeah, parent company for all that is good. Yes, for all that is good yes. and holy in this world, exactly. And so um, we actually met in the elevator on the fourth floor at the office. Um, it's like an Aerosmith song, right? Right. <laughs> and, elevator uh, in the fourth floor. Don't do that again. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, don't. <laughs> that was it. So anyway, I was uh, I was working in marketing at KFC, and um, I got to do a lot of fun projects. I mean, food is fun. Can I know? ask so, you a question about marketing at KFC? I will do my best, yes. Why couldn't you just have one kernel? Why did you guys go through a spat of like 12 celebrity colonels? It no, really threw question. me off. Same question. I was gone at that point. I had nothing <laughs> to do. Dodges the question. Take, I take no responsibility. <laughs> I'm like, Daryl Hammond's pretty good as the colonel, and then Norm MacDonald not good as the colonel. And then it was like, it was messing with me. It was really, it was confusing. Yeah, because I feel like the colonel's yeah. sacred. And I get what marketing yeah. is doing, right? Like, I've been in marketing for, you know, 25 right. years. I get it. And they're trying to make it hip and fun, and we're changing it up so that we get noticed and blah, blah, blah. It's the freaking colonel. 
Don't mess with him, all right? Don't touch it. Don't touch him. Leave him alone. Exactly. He's fine. I know. It's like, make him a chicken foil on the side or something like that, but do not mess with the colonel. They also we they always kept um slimming him down like yeah in, in every, I don't trust practice. a skinny dude hawking me fried chicken. I'm like, is he wearing skinny jeans now? Like, what is happening yeah. with him? Look I at know. Ronald McDonald, same way, dude. They've screwed yeah. with Ronald McDonald it's big time. Stop messing with my childhood heroes. Just let him be. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so you guys meet on the fourth floor elevator, and it was love at first sight, and you got the stars in your who, eyes. Who asked who out? Um, I asked Katie out, and to this day, she still claims that that first one was not an actual date, which, you know. <laughs> well, wait, did you take, wait, did you guys go to a KFC or what happened? Because <laughs> if you did, that is not a first date. I totally agree. Uh, right. See, thank you so much. No, no, no. It was like an art fair, and we bought, like, toasters together or something. Okay, so here's a funny story about that. <laughs> hey, Katie, one, you want to go have some chicken bowls? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a euphemism. <laughs> so I went home that night after that first date, and I texted her, and I was like, you know, this is back in the day when it's like flip phone and you got to press the three three times just to get the C and and I texted her this note and I'm like hey great time love to do it again and I heard nothing and I was like heartbroken so I'm sitting down with a glass of Kentucky bourbon <laughs> what and did I'm you like, spell hold on I, I know for, don't tell me you <laughs> yeah. didn't write boobs or something you know what I mean no. like 8008 <laughs> no it's 80085 oh boobs yeah 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 <laughs> and 143 yeah yeah you know <laughs> there was a lot of bourbon involved that night so I might have actually written that but it turns out I had uh, one of the digits wrong uh, that I had. And so some some Bubba dude, you know, got a text for me about all oh, lovey and and so I And she's probably that. sitting there heartbroken that you bought coasters with her and then bailed on her. Yeah. You ghosted her. Crickets. Horrible. Like after the coasters. Right. Paul, you don't even deserve her. I If you cared, you would have double checked your uh, your number inputting. Well, I, I as it as it were, I did and lo and behold, she texted me right back when I got the number right. So, oh, well, amazing you know, how that is, works. <laughs> it's communication. So we've been, you know, ahead of our times for so long that we uh, can text on flip phones even. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. You, you guys are great. So, Paul, what did you do for uh, for Young Brands? So I was in merger and acquisition work. So I was buying and selling blocks of restaurants around the country. And and I saw her in the elevator. I, I like I was marathon runner back then. I was I was having a good time. And I and a friend of mine I was running with was a colleague at Katie's. And so I was asking all the questions, trying to figure out. I come down in the elevator one day with her and I'm like, wow, I'm I'm pretty smitten. And she's standing there um with <laughs> with a, a lamp with a shade made out of a chicken bucket upside down. A and KFC a, bucket, a please KFC, say it correctly. KFC <laughs> and it had like it had like doily stuff on it or something. And I was like, wow, I'm kind of impressed. She's a little Martha Stewart and a little KFC mixed together. And <laughs> We were uh, having an ugly lamp contest. That's what we were doing. That's what you do in the marketing department. Winner. It was, <laughs> I asked her out and, and then kind of the rest was, was history. All right, be honest. When was the last time you guys had KFC? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Not that long ago. Really? No. Yeah. No truth. Because well, first of all, we now live back in Kentucky. Okay, so here we are. But our son loves it. Like he—that's what he craves. He'll be like, "Mom, can we go to KFC? Can we go?" He's twelve, so he'll eat just that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, because the mashed potatoes are heaven. Yeah. Right. As oh, long yeah. as they have the enough gravy, you got to mix it all together. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Well, oh, thanks for uh, <laughs> making us hungry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, I know. If you ever listen to the show, we devolve to food on every topic. So anytime a guest gives us the doorway to talk about food, we go right in. Okay. So wait a minute. They're they're like an even third party because they don't have either of those there. So in and out or oh, Whataburger. Oh, yeah. in and out or Whataburger. Yeah, in and out or Whataburger. Katie, you first. Oh, it, I'm, I'm team in and out all the way. Yeah, absolutely. We lived in. Is that the right answer? That yes, is the right that's answer. That's the correct answer. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> 
It's funny. We uh, we joke about uh, you know how bad Whataburger is, and all the Texans are like. I don't know what it's like about In-N-Out, blah, blah, blah. We have Whataburger. And then you go to Texas, and there's a 40-minute line around In-N-Out, and there's nobody in the Whataburger drive-thru. I'm like, guys, <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even believe what you're saying. And then, right, right. And exactly. every time, they're like, no, dude, Whataburger for the win. I'm like, dude, they got bought out a few years ago, and they sucked. They're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like White Castle. Every time I go, I'm like, this is going to be the time I'm impressed. And then I always walk away going, why did I spend yeah. money on that? Hey, oh, hey, this begs the the, uh, the the million dollar question. Did you guys bail the the Cush corporate gigs in favor of auto biotags? Um, pretty much. We yes. we were we were right up to 2019, knee deep in the corporate stuff, and um, yeah, we just were like, screw it, uh, it's time to do something on our own, which I'd always wanted to do. But of course, I couldn't get the ideas approved, as Katie said. So, <laughs> from the, you mean from the uh, Department of War and Finance? <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of "Don't quit your day job." So. <laughs> so, what was that like? I mean, you know, this is a segment on entrepreneurism, and we we love the product. Obviously, I think it's gonna it's gonna tug right at the heartstrings of a lot of people who have stories to tell about their cars. And they're gonna be excited about it. But what advice do you have for somebody who is at the cusp of quitting that comfy corporate job with benefits and regular pay and and thinking about doing something that they're going to be passionate about, but they don't know if they should make the jump? When did you know that now's the time? Was it about money or is it just gut? It was Um, gut. I mean, it was more gut than money because at the end of the day, I I mean, she's right. We had a ton of ideas over time, but none of it just really felt like something I could totally throw myself into. And I, the pandemic kind of tipped the scales a little bit, but, um, you know, it was just time. I mean, it, it was just time to go, you know what, I'm, I'm done making everybody else uh, full of good ideas and rich, and, and I'm, I'm just ready to do my own thing. And I'd much rather be sitting on my couch at 10 o'clock at night doing work for myself than you know for the man so okay but i hate it on entrepreneur shows when they're like it just was my gut that's what i did and it was amazing okay that there's money to it too right like you got to pay the bills you got to figure it out so my test would be you got to make sure that you're really passionate about what you're jumping into right because it's going to suck up your life and it's going to it's going to be your being so you just better damn well make sure that you really really believe in it and if you believe in it because now you got to convince everyone else to believe in it, right? And that's that's where the passion has got to come through. So we did, we did. We it felt like jumping off a bridge, though, right? I mean, it, some days. Well, hopefully, you were holding like hands when you did and said, "Hope." Right. Yeah. Let's yeah. hit water. Let's hit water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should totally do it with your life partner if you're going to do this. You should you should totally yes. do that. Yes. Well, I, I think your passion <laughs> comes through loud and clear, and and uh, you guys are great. Um, one last question, and that is uh, KFC or Chick Fil A, the Lord's Chicken. Chick-fil-A, hands <laughs> Ooh, interesting twist here. I did not see that coming. So that's our other well, thing is, is is the chicken wars. And people are like, no, you have to have Bojangles and you have to have, and nah, just Chick-fil-A. Nah. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, just Chick-fil-A. You could go through our bank records and see the answer to that because we <laughs> frequent Chick-fil-A. Forget bank records, just open yeah. the condiment drawer and it's like full of Chick-fil-A Oh my gosh. Well, that's, right. the, yeah. that's the deal, right? So, no, but, so yeah. everybody knows about Chick-fil-A sauce, right? My, my refrigerator is full of the is it, extra. What's it called? Chick sauce, right? Or what, yes. No, Chick-fil-A sauce. But here's the stuff that nobody knows about because you have to ask for it. They don't leave it out. It's the honey roasted barbecue sauce, which is the Chick-fil-A sauce in the ketchup packet that has like a hint of barbecue in it. Yes. That's, yeah, that's what good. you put on the spicy chicken sandwich. And they're like Ooh. gold, man. They get, I'm like, I'll take a, a, a honey roasted barbecue packet. And they're like, one. I'm like, no. I, I know, I know, I know. I got a drawer with like 10 of them. 
and I'll we'll like go to McDonald's or something. My kid will be like, "Hey, do you have any Chick Fil A's?" I'm like, "Number one, don't mix. That's wrong, and don't touch the honey roasted packets." You go, <laughs> you little savage. You go to the refrigerator where the Chick Fil A sauce is that we can get in bulk, but you don't touch the honey roasted packets. All right? That's right. We send our kids up to ask for extra sauce, right? Like, oh, you okay, have you to. You guys go now. You go. No, go again. No, ask some more. Like, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, they they are our people. They are. are they, they are our people. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, congratulations on Auto Biotags. It's phenomenal. Uh, congratulations on the life change and everything else. We're going to be following along. And I'm dead serious. I'm buying my dad two of these because uh, he's going to be super. Well, and you got this. a new truck coming, and, and so I'm, you should buy one for well, that. Well, I'm going to do one for Lockjaw because uh, oh, Lockjaw needs it. But that needs like 30 pages. Well, on the it website. also needs like the that. picture of me buying it for you with the dollar in the studio I'm, to start I'm it off. Start, we'll, we'll, we'll have to mock that up because I don't have a photo. I think I do. You have a photo I think of that? I, yeah, photo of when and I gave you a dollar. That's how it starts. I'm pretty sure. That's how it starts. So the beginning. But no, no, hold on. We need to go before that because when the guy, Jose, owned the truck in East LA. Well, that's a whole other, yeah, that's a whole other story. But that's story. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so you're like the midway on the timeline. That's we true. have to go way before that. Well, speaking of, can you guys adjust your photos into different parts of the timeline? Like if you find an old set of photos, can you put it earlier in, so your photos are in chronological order? Yes, we are. We're launching drag and drop, so you can reorder them however oh, you like. Nice. Yeah, and you can caption them too, so you'll be able to go in there. You can't do it yet, but we got about another week or so. Um, but you'll be able to go in and add your captions, talk about what's happening in the photo, all that good stuff. Will you guys stay in touch with us when we've got more stuff coming out? We'd love to have you back sometime. Love it. Thank love you so it. much. Can't wait, wait to read your story. Yeah, now I got to figure out. So I, they sent me one. So Shag got me one. Okay. And I got to figure out: Do I put it on the uh, on the adventure jeep? Do I put it on the old 42.4 GPW? The GPW. Or do I put it on the F100, which is stalled out for the last five G- years? GPW. You're going to be driving that one first, I think. Uh, yeah, probably. All right. Yeah. All right. Just because <laughs> I think, just because the listeners are more familiar with that story. Yeah. And so when you take it around, I think they're going to be more like, so I just think it's, yeah, uh, that's the one to start with. Did you guys have a deal where you can buy five and you get the sixth one free or something like that? Yeah, you only have to buy three, and we'll get you, give you a free one. All right, oh, see, that that's what I have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's right on the website. Buy three, get one free. See, there you go. Yep. So I have okay. to do that because I have that many vehicles. I think you and that's I could probably good. buy that twice, we and we can yeah. split it up between all of our cars. I'm in. All right. Yep. Well, you got some customers in us, guys. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks well, so much, guys. Good thank you for you. taking some time for us. Autobiotags.com. Again, uh, that's Paul and Katie. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, stay in touch. Cheers, guys. All right. Thanks so much. Talk soon. Thanks. Well, Holman, I think uh, we kept it together for episode 210. Yeah, my, for uh, uh, having an impromptu uh, vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I, we no, did okay. Remember, it's called a pause. I mean, a pause, a pause. Yeah, paused yeah. Uh, from, from my, uh, for the 19, as I call it. Uh, I thank you for uh, – actually, it was perfect timing because it allowed me to go to SHOT Show without any uh, lightning in the way. Speaking of which, we didn't do much SHOT Show. Do you have coverage? Do you no. have more of that machine gun? No, that, that was just for me. Oh, I've got fully automatic stuff that we did and uh, shotguns and all that stuff, but it's not important here. <laughs> but what is important is uh, I saw Ron Chilton II, our, uh, one of our uh, listeners from the very beginning. Uh, he's out in uh, Virginia, I think. He's a certified firearms instructor. If you want to follow him on Instagram, at Hawkeye Defense. Um, super cool guy. Uh, we've met at SHOT Show a couple times now, and uh, he's invited me out to Virginia to go shoot with him. But uh, are you going to take him up on it at some point? Yeah, I got to get out there. So he's an intelligent guy and he listens to our show. Yes. So he doesn't have good judgment. 
No. Wait. <laughs> right. Yes. Wait. Mo- wow. Yeah. Must. No. Must. This is, you, know, you know how sometimes you you listen to that brainless thing in the background while you're doing important work. Oh, that's us for him. We're that brainless thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that he can do uh, to do work. So hey, if uh, you guys are again in uh, in Northern Virginia, check out at Hawkeye Defense uh, on uh, the Instagram and uh, find yourself a certified firearms instructor. All right. Well, we made it to episode number two ten. I'm Lightning. He's Holman. We didn't get a chance to uh, read your email, but we do want you to send us one. Well, that's because all the email last week was, where's the show? The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. And now you know. Yeah, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And we will read your email on the next one because we sure you uh, you guys have stored some up. If you're mad at us for taking a week off or a quote-unquote pause for Lightning Snake. Oh, they're mad about us for a lot of things. Uh, I, saw, I saw the emails next week. Bring it on. We'll read them. All right. Uh, you can also follow us at, at Sean P. Holman or at LBC Lightning. Of course, at Truck Show Podcast. If you want to send us an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail. We're dying for your call. 657-205-6105. I wouldn't say dying. That makes it sound desperate. Uh, I, it was me putting a pun back in for your COVID last week. Oh, because I'm dying. You see dying. what I'm doing, right? Oh, yeah. Now well, Lightning, dying for your calls. I'm glad that you uh, explained it. Right. <laughs> All right. You should see the glow he has now. He's got his color back. It's great. I, yeah, I was, I was a little pale. Yeah, I saw you were uh, supplementing with Slurpees. I'm like, Super Spreader's out on the road walking in the like a hoodie on and you're <laughs> going walking to 7-Eleven spreading your germs just for a Slurpee? I was wearing a mask when I went into the 7-Eleven. And say what you will about masks. I wore it and I went into the 7-Eleven and he had his little plexiglass little cover there between me and did you me tell him that you were spreading COVID? I did. No, of course not. <laughs> did you cough on the dollar bill that you gave him? No, I coughed all over the Slurpee cups. So everybody <laughs> oh, after me is getting the 19. Hey, so I had to get out. And I had to just get out of the house, so I went on a walk. Like yeah. I just straight up just kept walking, and I found myself in front of <laughs> a Seven Eleven. Eleven, yeah, a, be- a beacon of refreshment. It always is, dude. My kid stumbled upon Cars of Seven Eleven. Have you seen that Instagram? No, Cars of Seven Eleven. Huh. It's a bunch of stanced out, you know, mostly lowered cars. Okay, and it's all. I would say ninety nine percent of them are at night, and it's a whole thing. Cars of 7-Eleven. Just hanging out there. No, it's not. There's no people. They're just beautiful cars, mainly imports, in front of 7-Elevens, all with these really cool night shots. And I want to start trucks of 7-Eleven. And oh, I, I mean- What about Wreck-It Rim, dude? Eh, no, no, I'm not- Failure? No, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, I'm not starting in handle. Oh. It's just I want you guys to to go out and and tag no. when you park your no. your truck with no. its beater nice. Well, just take t- your truck and tag Truck Show Podcast. Oh yeah, you should that, do that's that. That's what helps. That's us. probably a better one. Uh, by the way, I uh, there's a bunch of stuff that I follow, and my favorite one besides like Send It Official and qual- Qualified Captain. I thought Daily Dr Pepper was your favorite. Uh, that was a good one too. The same Dr Pepper <laughs> photo every day, yeah. like every time I see it. So there used to be a great one called OSHA. Is this okay? Mm. And it it died. It went away. Something happened and the account got wiped. And it was like everything horrible that people do around the world. And we're like, you cannot do that, right? Two of them have popped up recently. OSHA Offender and also at OSHA is the safe. And those are my two favorite follows at the moment. Next to, of course, Qualified Captain, because that is rad. Qualified Captain? Oh, my God. It's every boating disaster known to man. <laughs> half, like half of it is somebody on a boat that doesn't know how to steer and steers into a boat full of people or a pillar on a bridge. Uh-huh. The other half are people's cars floating in the water with a boat behind it. <laughs> <laughs> the one I saw, was it yesterday or a couple of days ago? Dude backs down the ramp, right? Uh-huh. Releases the boat. Yes. Doesn't untie the boat from the trailer. And it tugs it right in. Pull, no. 
pulls out of the boat ramp, towing the trailer and the boat behind the trailer, and starts towing the boat up the boat ramp. And it was pretty big. It was like probably a 30-foot boat. Oh, and no. his buddy's running after the truck, and you can just see his hands waving. No! So he's dragging, dragging the bottom of the boat. He's dragging the truck. I know. He's dragging and the, the trailer, trailer and the dragging the boat. Oh, my God. Oh, they're so great. People have done some really stupid stuff. That's what stuff. I would call a truck adjacent, because there's a lot of good truck content <laughs> on that one. <laughs> pretty amazing. Uh, the, the one I think is, I don't think there's an official one, and if there is, let us know, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com or, or, or tag us on Instagram at truckshowpodcast, is the CDC memes. Those are awesome. The CDC <laughs> says this, the CDC says that. I love the pushback. Yeah. It's just so awesome. Uh, sometimes reading the comments are the best. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, hey, uh, send lightning your love. Again, 657 205 6105. Welcome him back to uh, society. So he's been quarantined for a couple weeks now. And uh, and tell him how happy you are he's still here. You if, know how you express you, you your love to me? By buying a Nissan Titan. Is that really? That's it? how you do it. Uh-huh. I don't take any other forms of apology or appreciation <laughs> other than- Apologies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Unless it's a <laughs> Nissan Titan. Okay. How about a it's, Nissan Frontier? Y- yes. Okay. How about a Nissan Titan XD? Absolutely. Okay. So any Nissan truck. Any Nissan truck will, New, will, will prove to me, Lightning, that you're a diehard listener, that you care about the show uh-huh. to your just deep inside, not just your bones, but your bone marrow. Really? Damn, yeah. Right? Can you feel that best in class 310 horsepower 3.8 liter V6 in your bone marrow when it accelerates? In your in your T cells. In your T cells. How yeah. about the uh, 5.6 endurance V8? Uh, in in your white blood cells. <laughs> really? Uh, how about the Fender audio system, Lightning? Where uh, where do you feel that? Uh, okay. All right. Moving, moving, moving right along. Head on down to your local Nissan dealer, where we will leave that a mystery, and you can listen to the Fender audio system yourself in either the Frontier or the Titan, and figure out where that tingle happens on you. But just keep it to yourself, okay? NissanUSA.com. I really want to share. You can build and price. You just keep that to yourself, please. All right, and for those of you who are looking to uh, keep your rear ends cool, you want to uh, <laughs> go over to Banks That's Power. That's your rear axle. Right, rear end. Okay. You want to head over to BanksPower.com where you can check out the Banks Ram Air Rear Diff Covers, which is a patented rear diff cover for those of you that are looking to manage your thermals when you tow and haul heavy <laughs> First loads. First it's your rear end, now it's your thermals? You're managing your thermals. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to take a uh, infrared camera, you would see that the Banks Ram Air Diff Cover is actually going to keep your gears cool to the tune of five times better than the square back high capacity covers. That means longer intervals between fluid changes and also keep your gears and bearings happy. And all the Ram Air covers come with an angled fill port with a magnetic plug, which makes it really easy to fill. A sight glass so you can just look down and see the color of the oil, whether it needs to be changed or not. Magnetic drain plug right at the correct position so you drain every drop. 1-8 NPT port for a temp sensor and an O-ring seal so you're not screwing around with that uh, slimy RTV every time. And the Banks Ram Air rear diff cover is available for popular GM, Ford, and Ram trucks. The Banks Ram Air rear diff covers come in machine two-tone, all black, and raw aluminum for custom coating. Punch in your year, make, and model at BanksPower.com. Oh, and hey, a side note for you guys who are interested in some Banks parts. Banks doesn't do discounts. It's kind of the Rolex of the industries. But if you want to hit me at LBC Lightning on the gram, I might be able to do something, do something for you. Also, uh, should I hit you up about my F one hundred? No, Holman is excluded. Well, that's bull. 
The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. The accoutrement that you will need. Accoutrement? What is that sh-